For advertising opportunities for the following show, email us at cornerpupsports at gmail.com. It's time for the best pubcast around, Corner Pub Sports. The gang is all here gathered around the bar to bring you their opinions on the latest sports topics while drinking their favorite brews. Follow the gang on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and on cornerpubsports.com. You can also join in the conversation by texting 267-277-3406. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. How you doing? This is Leonard Weaver, and you're listening to Corner Pub Sports, baby. It's a unicorn. Shut up! Corner oh my Pub god, Sports. I don't care! Brought to you by Wildfire Once again! What's up, everybody? Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. How are you? How you doing? Hey. Don't well, fuck yourself. What's up, everybody? It's our first show from the from the bar in a couple weeks. How are you? It feels yeah. good to be back at home. I gotta be honest with you. It's it only feels been, good. It feels good. Just one week away from the bar, right? Uh, yeah, away, yeah, two weeks. You know, fuck but. that bar. My love. Uh, now I can hear. Oh, right. I hear you good. I hear you well. I what hear you say, you? Ron, you're going to get low. I'm going to get low, 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 Yeah, it's low. weird. Like, the volume on everybody else's, I mean, headphones-wise, comes through fine. No, I hear you good. For me, like, off my mic, it just seems kind of weird. No, you sound uh, good to me. It's planned okay. that way, Ron. What? <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> no, you sound good. Right. Oh, what's up, everybody out there listening to this train wreck of a fucking show? We uh, call yeah, give us a minute. We have Cold Corner Pop Sports. <laughs> we call Corner Pop Sports here live on WildfireRadio.com on Friday nights, every Friday night at 8.15, and on CornerPopSports.com. Of course, if you're listening on an app like iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, Satchel Page, <laughs> BabeRuth.com. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. I'm fairly certain that BabeRuth.com does not have It might just... There is a baberuth.com. I just don't think there is a baberuth.com, and it features a lot of hookers and cocaine. Satchelpage.com. Satchelpage. (laughs) I always thought he did the hot dogs and beer. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, we know that, right? That's the that's the old Dennis Leary uh, thing about Bambino being the first uh, American with a voice box. He's like, what do you say? He goes, uh, just pass down that uh, opener, please. He says uh, something about ordering, uh, like if you go to a drive through McDonald's with someone with a voice box. (laughs) (laughs) Got a cigarette. (laughs) Put it in here. Hey, tracheotomy is an extra hole. Hey. Yeah. Oh boy. Keep encouraging your girl to smoke. You don't need KY. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm about to throw up my beer. <laughs> throat juices. As always, speaking of beer. Come here, yeah, let me squirt my children on the back of your throat, you fucking animal. 
So we are brought to you by Naked Brewing. Yes, we are. We did not get a chance to see them today. Why are you looking at Ron when you say that? <laughs> I'm not sure how I related to anything. I don't know. I heard naked and he's staring at Ron. I'm just minding my own business. Sitting nah, next to As always, Naked Brewing, uh, official, official beer sponsor of the show. We haven't made it there in a couple of weeks, but it's not our fault. We didn't do a show live show last week yeah, on Friday. I was just gonna say we're on remote last week. So. Yeah, and then this week we just couldn't do it, so uh, we'll get there next week. But this week we're drinking a mixed bag. <laughs> a I got mixed some, bag. I got some uh, ball bag of uh, <laughs> new Belgium fat tire. And, uh, I got there. a uh, yard variety pack with the IPA, the brawler, the um, yeah. Mike and I are sticking local. Yeah. Fire. Well, yeah. fat tire Chicago, right? No, North Carolina. <gasps> Is it North Carolina? North Carolina. Oh, okay. North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina. Carolina Rebellion going on right now down in Carolina. I wish I was there, man. It's a good, good line of bands. Speaking of bands and music and stuff. Um, Guns N' Roses came out with a new song today, which isn't new, new. Oh, yeah. You said it's kind of like a B-side from Appetite for Destruction or something? It's unreleased. from the Appetite for Destruction sessions. It's called Shadow Your Love. And they they officially released it today, and it sounds like what was the spinal it tap sounds thing? like yeah. oh stuff I love Bob. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like something right out of that era, right? No, nah, it definitely does. It's pretty good though. I, li- I listened to it a little bit earlier. Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit before the show. I mean, that's a concert that I, I mean, I had so much fun seeing them the first time we caught them. What would that be about two summers ago at this point? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. when they come around. I guess this past fall, was it? Yeah. Yep. One band I never saw. Nah. Never they were saw. great, man. They were good. They were really, really good. I went good. to see them. I sat to see them, <laughs> but I didn't. Oh yeah. Well, and Cancel. it wasn't even it wasn't even a real Guns N' Roses. It was Axel and a bunch of. Oh yeah. Yeah, Buckethead. And, and I actually did get to see. Fucking Buckethead. I actually saw that you lineup too. Yeah. And it was actually, it was at the Electric Factory in Phil, which holds about 20, 2,500 people. And they played for almost four hours. And he apologized for the show that Mike's talking about where he didn't show up. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious spending $75 and sitting in a seat and listening to fucking Mixmaster Mike and the Beastie cool, Boys. I mean, he didn't, like, hide for three from hours. It. Like, he just owned it. Like, oh, yeah, 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 that's on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> on that? Turn him off then. Fuck Axel Rose. You know what, though? He, they, they, Fuck him. They worked it out. And 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 the, the the lineup with Duff and and uh, Slash and it was cool, man. It was a good show. That was um, a great show. Yeah, it was a good show. But uh, yeah, I mean they they were for a long time one of my favorite bands, man. I just kind of eh. yeah. they put on a good show though when we saw them. I've had a blast and nonstop. I mean they played four hours with no break. Yeah, I mean well November Rain went on for like 45 minutes I guess they, <laughs> they all kind of progressively took that's turns that's a phenomenal so, you know. song though yeah too is that how you wipe yes front to back without stopping without stopping <laughs> can't stop won't stop I use left hand right hand left hand right hand left hand right hand left hand right hand the fuck I got it on my finger I just smear it on I my I don't wall. stop you just keep going um uh, speaking of not stopping we don't fucking stop here on Corner Bus Sports <laughs> I don't know what that even meant but we got Mark Narducci on in about a half hour. Mark Narducci writes for Philly.com, covers the Sixers, covers Temple Bay, covers everything. He, this guy's a jack of all trades. He covers everything. So, But we're going to have him on about the Sixers. We're going to talk, talk a lot about that because I don't know many people that are happy right now in this town with the way that this team's fucking performing. 
Yeah, you know what? It's interesting. We we had the poll up like three weeks ago, and it was like, what would you be happy with, or what would you be content with? Right. And it was like, ah, you win the first round. You know, I guess we'd be all right with the second round. And now, like the second round comes, the results like, like, what the fuck? No, the results were like they'd be devastated if they didn't go all the way to the Eastern Finals. Was it? Yeah, like it, it was something off the wall. Because oh. I mean, I remember Sean and I say to each other, like, "Oh my God!" Like, well, again, the Eagles set that precedence. Well, I mean, winning what sixteen straight at the end of the year—that did probably nothing to dampen anybody's enthusiasm either. Yeah. Without Embiid. Well, that and, and then Irving going down and knowing that like the East is that you look good against. The, yeah, you look good you against. You weren't going to play Cleveland or Toronto in the second round. You knew that. Yeah. The Sixers, the Celtics have had the Sixers number for years. They have. Years. Well, everyone's had the Sixers number for years, though. For the last four. Yeah, that's true, too. No, but I mean, one of the things I was saying to a, another buddy of mine the other day, you know, if I would have told you at the beginning of the season that the Sixers would have won the number of games that they had, been the third seed in the East and made the second round of the playoffs, and, you know, if they get knocked out by the Celtics, I think most people would have been thrilled to death with that. Like, before the season started. Before would, like, the season started. Kyrie Irving been, and Gordon Haywood, like, you would have been thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thrilled. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing. I, I mean, that's the part of it. Like, that's the part that I catch myself when I'm beyond pissed off. I catch myself saying, they're still overachieving for the year. But God damn it. Well, I mean, for me, game one was a lot worse than game two. Because with game one, missing Jalen Brown and everything, you just can't help but think they really missed an opportunity to kind of capitalize on Celtics being even more shorthanded. Right. If anything, I was kind of the opposite, man. The, the second game was there for taking you know, a 22 point lead. They were up that 22 points. Sucks. Yeah. There's I no mean, reason. You're up 22 points with five minutes left in the second quarter. By the end of that second quarter, they're down two. You gotta be fucking kidding me. They, no, just, they, they were actually up four at the end of the second. It wasn't the oh, lead. Six are up four. Okay, yeah. so it, was it four. wasn't the lead per se. It was more. Than I, I meant the so South many being opportunities down. Yeah, yeah, to stop the bleeding so many times. Call a timeout. You know what I mean? Like there were so many opportunities yeah. to pull the team back in and this, just be like, okay, let's calm fuck down the here Celtics. for a second. Fuck There's the Patriots. Fuck the Bruins. I mean, look, fuck I, them all. I like Brett Brown. I really do. Like, I was never fuck one of these too. guys that you know thought that he should have been fired or anything. But at the same time, he's getting thoroughly outcoached. Well, there was another. Absolutely. There was another thing that thoroughly happened out-coached. at the end of that game last night. Um, you know, you're, you're trying to call it back. You're, you're within a couple points yeah. of of potentially. It was never at a. You're hand, at one I mean, possession yeah. away at one point. Yeah. And you don't foul. That drove me. Fucking the Sixers should have won that game. You got to, you have to fail. You have to fail them to force them in the line to give yourself a chance, an extra possession, and they never did. And I'm like, why? What are they doing? So even announcers, who, by the way, we'll get into that in a few minutes. Oh yeah, because I do want to mention that. Yeah, we have to. Um, But but the fact that announcers throw out there like, well, if the Celtics make another basket, this game's over. Yeah. And sure as shit, as soon as he said it, drove right through the paint, boom, up. In game over, I'm like you gotta be fucking kidding. Yeah, you kidding know what? Me. On that play though, I, I kind of get it. Like you want to, if you get the rebound and you hit a three, you tie the game. However, the problem with that was there's three seconds on the shot clock. You got Al Horford back there, and fucking Joel Embiid runs out at him like you know, like he's trying to save his fucking cat from a fire or some shit, and then over pursues him and lets him go right by him. Then doesn't fail him. 
because he's got five fouls and all of a sudden he's playing tentative for the last five minutes. Of the game. God damn! I think if he had the same number of free throws that he did like three point shots, I mean that's just fucked up for somebody that's that big. I was saying that to Sean before yeah, the show. Was, I'm like, crazy. you know, Boston's done a really good job at taking him away from underneath the net and just pushing him further and further and further out toward the arc. Are you talking about offensively or defensively? Because you can could, you could save both. Yeah, Bo- I mean, both of them. Yeah. Both of them. Both. Yeah, I mean, watching, watching him Simmons defend. Simmons went ahead the worst game of his career. Yeah. It was the worst game of at his career. At any level. <laughs> well, yeah, what hole you want to hit? Both. Well, let's go back to game one for a second because we haven't been on since they started the series. Right, okay. So, so, so game on. one is basically, I mean, to summarize it, the Celtics hit every goddamn shot known to man, and the Sixers were just off their game. Their defense was terrible. Bellinelli was getting run over. Rozier yeah. killed him. Rozier killed him. Right. Rozier killed him. Tatum killed him. I mean, didn't. Tatum is thoroughly outplaying Simmons. Marcus Smart, who who hadn't made, like, I think he made, like, three three-pointers all year, made, like, five. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? All right, you know what? He's a tenacious defender, too. Man. He is he's very a, good defender. I mean, I knew he was good, but, I mean, I didn't really appreciate how good he actually was. I mean, From what I what really I say, good. the Celtics are better defensively than the, than oh, the Sixers are. are. I mean, the Celtics have got to be one of the top defensive yeah. teams in the league. Yeah, and, and a lot of that goes to coaching. I mean, that's not even, like, they're better defensively talented. That's what old Larry it's Brown just, saying. The defense is all effort. Right. Yeah, and that seems to be what it is. And I just watched the Celtics in both games – just run picks and just jack up threes because they're able to get separation. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't the Sixers they're do the so same They're so patient, thing? too. Yeah. Uh, you know I what? mean, that was the other thing. They've done a really good job of taking away, like, the fast break game of the Sixers, really kind of forcing them into more of a half-court setting that they're clearly not as comfortable with. Yeah, I don't know how they ended up getting offensive rebounds, but yet being back every time. that The Sixers are only going to so win weird. one game in this series. I, no. I'm going to disagree. You I think said they it win goes two? seven. <laughs> so, I I still think I st- I think they still win. Sweep at home, you're right there. I think they win both at home. I do. I, I, I they are much better. Call at home me the homer. The call me, you know, whatever. But I I think they win both here, and this is an even series. Now, do I think they win the series? Tough to come back from two it's gonna, down. It's gonna be tough. And the Celtics are undefeated all the time. They're what twenty four or twenty six and zero when they're being two and when they're leading two and zero. They've yeah. never lost the series being up two zero. And the Sixers and, and NBA teams in general are six percent when they're down zero yeah, two. So it's really tough in the NBA to come back from two zero um, or zero two, whatever you want to fucking look at it. Well, but, like I said too, though the Sixers have been very very good at home. They have very been. good, and that's why I think they have a chance. Now, you guys laughed at me a couple weeks ago when I said that the Sixers were going to lose to the Heat at home, and they did. Yeah, and I just didn't like that matchup. Granted, hey, I could see that. I don't know if you might not. Were you here that week? I might not have been. No, I don't think you were. I don't, you weren't here that week. But yeah, they they kind of laughed at me. They're like, "There's no way they're losing at home." I'm like, "I'm telling you, this is not a great they're matchup." Bound for to drop one. That was a tough point. matchup. Like, I know they won in five. No, but, and I mean, but uh, don't sit here and tell me they dominated them. They sure, didn't. I know you and I texted each other at least a couple of times and kind of had the same conversation. Like, look, the box score—if you were just going strictly by the numbers—really doesn't reflect how close no. the series was. was. I mean, it was, it was well fought. That was a tough series for them. Yeah. Yeah, it was good way to get out of the gate, though. And, and, I, and Miami's like, actually been two of the games. I thought that they the, the well the first game, yes, yeah. game one they did, and there was another game where it looked like they did game. three. I think it was game I think three. They pulled away in the fourth. They pulled but away with like five like minutes left. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I'm not looking but back. They ended up a while they like 15 or 20. I think. Right. We're talking about the Heat. 
Yeah, they they won two games by more than twenty, and and the third game was that that game. They up by like it was like five minutes left where they finally started pulling away, and and you know they yeah, ran away. He with hits it. a big triple or something. Then right. after that, it was just like off. Well, the game races. two, the Heat was just hitting every three. Yeah. Well, that's the Hit same, that was the same kind of mindset you had to go into game two of this series with because the Celtics hit every goddamn shot. And you're like, all right, well, there's no way that they're going to do this in game two. And they well, did. Well, it, it started off going the Sixers way. You're like, this is the Sixers we know. This is the team. They're hitting their shots. They're hitting their open shots. They're doing what they need to do. And the Celtics aren't doing. J.J. Redick was on fire. And then, boom, the fucking, well, I don't know what happened. Game. The wheels fell off. The Celtics got hot, and that was game. It was game. And it's a- yeah, again, that's it was- where I throw it on Brett Brown. Like, he, there's so many opportunities to kind of like, you know, reel the team back in, and he, you know, make some effort to stop the bleeding a little bit. I mean, again, you're not going to win by 30. Like, I get that. I mean, you got off to a really quick start. It was probably unrealistic to think you're going to lose by five point lead. But, yeah, but you know, was I the only one that after the, the end of the half thought, man, Sixers are going to go going down in this game? Like, they were up. I got, I got really worried. And I, was like, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I was a little on the other side of that, actually, because you saw that one of the things I really gave them a lot of credit for as the year progressed was they really figured out how to close games out. They really did. I mean, they really did a, a terrific job of figuring out kind of how to. They were up 22. Yeah, they, so it took I the wind out of their think, like, yeah. Look, Jesus. Yeah, this is obviously a gut punch. Jesus. But I think they can respond. Like, I think they'll be okay. Like, they're still entering the half of the lead. You know, second half's a new half. You know, I really thought they'd be okay. Celtics, Celtics in five games. Boston, you think Celtics actually, in five? Damn, I could, I could see the Celtics in five. I just don't. I, I just don't think it's going to go that way. I don't I think the Celtics in, are that much better. I don't. I Sixers in six. I, you know, what? I did too. I had Sixers in six. You know That's not going to happen. Really, either. really frustrating about this though. The Sixers are the more talented team. They ain't showing it on They're the not court, though, Mike. No, it's not. It's experience. They are. It's, it's not even, yeah, but you know what? That's the other thing. The, on the court, no, I guess not. I mean, on paper, they're better. But I don't know if they're not better on the court, but just not playing up to their potential. And Celtics are playing a little bit over there. But hasn't, haven't they had that problem the whole season? All year. It's the year mark of a young team. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. But how, how old is Boston in their current state? They got Horford? Rozier's young. Like, you guys follow Tatum's more than young. I do. That's Jaylen why Brown's I'm asking. Young. Yeah, Rozier's pretty young. Marcus Smart's pretty young <laughs> still. Marcus Jaylen Smart's Brown. been in the league about six years at this point, right? Yeah, he's nah, still. I mean, really? You think? I don't think it's think that it's long. That. I don't think it's that long. But still, I mean, he's still relatively young. The Sixers are wait. I mean, definitely. I mean, Sharge is his I mean, second I get year in the league. Though. I mean, Ben Simmons is his first coaching has been a big. And again, I'm not looking to kill Brett Brown. What do you have? Really One not. Point? But yeah. man, Ugh. they're getting thoroughly out coached, though. Yeah, here's thoroughly. Here's, here's a stat for you: TJ fucking McConnell was <laughs> plus twelve. Yes. Ben yep. Simmons was minus twenty six. <sighs> yeah, that's a killer. I mean, look, I, I'm going to tell you right now that the <laughs> fans <a> McConnell <laughs> played more at the second half than than Simmons, and he had the lead. So he by that logic, <laughs> by fan logic, TJ McConnell's better than Simmons then, right? Well, that's what some of the fans were saying today. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that. Some of the fans... I know, that's where you... He had one bad like, game, man. What the hell's rolling Some, you some of the fans today were like, you know, uh, you know rather tra- he was trade Simmons. I'd rather Get have TJ McConnell out, out there. Oh this God. and that. Like, guys, it's one game. The guy had his first horrible game as an NBA player. I feel like Flyers. Fans. Granted, I know it's a bad Jesus time. Christ. I know it's a bad time Fire of the year. 
<laughs> but give me a break. Like, yeah, I mean, look, is it possible? I'm not saying that you, that it is. Is it possible that in this series, McConnell's skill set lends itself a little bit? I don't know. Maybe? Oh, it's definitely better than Fultz. Well, let's put it this way. If you're Boston, you're not game planning for McConnell. You know, <laughs> like right. you're specifically game planning for Simmons. Well, he's you been know, productive. Who? McConnell. Well, McConnell, yeah. This is no knock on McConnell. Saying. I mean... No, I mean, I mean, the one thing that McConnell gives you is is he probably gives you more stingier defense. He but he's just got a fucked up haircut, that's all. Dude, he, first of all, you can bring up a good point. Cut your hair. <laughs> Stop playing with your hair when you're trying to defend a player. Every single time, he's brushing his hair back. <laughs> give me a break. What the fuck? Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Dude, seriously, give me a break. Oh, and you brought up uh, Kevin McHale, too. I, I got to admit, man, I'm, I'm not one of these guys that really hates a lot of commentators. Like, Joe Buck doesn't get on my nerves the way he does everybody else. Fuck like, Joe Tim Buck. McCarver, like, uh, Christ, uh, Chris Collingsworth. Like, none of these guys really bother me at all. Collingsworth never bothered me until the Super Bowl. No, it just, for whatever reason, he just doesn't bother me. Like, I just don't care. I mean, for the most part. But God damn it, I hate Kevin McHale. Yeah. I really do, man. Like, there's a little tiny handful of guys. Like, Mike Milbury, I can't stand in the NHL. Right, right. Uh, you know, but, man, Kevin McHale. I can never st- stand uh, Phil Simms either. He Phil Simms I don't like. Man. Phil Simms. He's out now. Anyway, Joe Theismann so. was the other one I really, yeah, really hated. Yeah, And they're both out now, so it doesn't matter. Two but jet bags. man, uh, Kevin uh, McHale. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's one. Uh, uh, two. Uh, he's just uh, awful. Two jet to. bags. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, it's not like he was... I, I get what you're saying. It's it's not like he was being a homer for Boston or anything like that. You're just saying that oh. he, does a bad, he just does a bad job on the, the game. He's the worst. I mean, you really have no insight. The jokes that you try to crack really aren't the least bit funny. It, you know, that horrible Boston accent that you just can't seem to... If anything, you're trying to play it up because it's, you know, the Celtics. Like, I guess you think it's funny. Like, like I said 20 minutes ago, horrible. Fuck, fuck Boston. You know what? He's You're right. Worst. Fuck Boston. Fuck them. E A G L E S Eagles. That's right. That's why we say that. We took care of them once this year. What's what's to say we can't take care of them again? Pull a rug from underneath them. Yeah. Could you happen. You know what's I crazy just to don't say? See and, it happening. And, and you know, I feel bad saying it. Just like say Boston it. is kind of the Eagles. What? Losing Haywood, losing Irving. Uh, it's kind of like losing uh, I see what you're saying, and I, I wrote out a tweet and I deleted it because I kind of was starting to say the same thing. I'm like, this never picked kinda, a better place to be bombed. This kind of reminds me of the Eagles. I'm like, I'm not gonna put that but out again, there. They got a pretty complete roster. They're well coached. Bite I mean, your fucking tongue. They're still kind of like, I mean, like it's not the Eagles like, were. You know, Eagles yeah, were kind of the same way. Right, they yeah. lost their yeah. the best player. Uh, they were riddled with injuries, and they the, the next man up mentality, and they were deep. Yeah, but coming off the heat Giggity. too, you know how many people locally were saying that we were just going to sweep right through the Celtics. I'm like, that's no insane. way. No, no I, I read, I, didn't see that I saw plenty of people that thought we were just going to blast right. I, through. I, I didn't know those idiots are the same people that saying trade Ben Simmons right now. <laughs> probably they're, yeah, they're probably. the same. I mean, truthfully, they're the same window looking. But I'm like, there, there's no way in hell. It's like, this that's is a dangerous just team, man. Like, they didn't get to where they are by accident. I mean, but anybody that thinks that's going to happen I is severely are. underrating the, the competition. But God damn it. If you don't see... Well, nobody expected the Sixers to Fultz, be where they're at. 
I get it. Yeah, I know. But now that they are, and now that they have an injury-riddled team that they're playing against, you, got an you opportunity. want more. You um, got an opportunity in front of you. I get it. It's not happening. It's not happening. So all of a sudden, you, you're the negative hey, one. You're never the negative one. What because, the fuck? Well, I've been and with watching the Sixers, it, you know, I'm the positive one. I'm just thrilled it, to be you know here. I'm going to have to change my I'm no expert. Swallowing. And I'm not, I'm not even a... a uh, Steven Swallowing, cocksucker of the week. I'm not even a big yeah, basketball fan. Yeah, of the week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gary. Go <laughs> oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> you fucking jetbags. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm the one that's just positive <laughs> and cheery and like, it's hey, it's fun. okay, uh, it's going to be fine. Not a Sixers. <laughs> it's if been I, a great year. If I, I, if I was blind and didn't recognize your voices, I'd swear you guys would be I just got a text. The Celtics win in five. I just got a text. I got to okay. I got to bring it up now. Even though we're not talking about football, I got to bring it up Wait, now. <laughs> but Jimmy Reds. It's like Bizarro World. Jimmy Reds just texted me and he goes, I bet you guys are on the air right now talking about the new Redskins running back because he's going to scare the shit out of the division. Fuck him. He's the guy no. you wanted. Yeah. yeah. Juice. Juicy? Yeah. Hey, did juicy. You, yeah, juicy. Did you yeah, hear guys, apparently guys, he got into guys. some kind of a shouting match with uh, like Howie Roseman? And yeah, yeah, I know yes, he did. Because I was texting you at the, at the draft, Mike, like during the second round. That's why the Eagles like, didn't draft him. You know, Geis is still out there. Like, he'd be a good guy to pick up. Yeah, I mean, I'm they like, seem to have a little bit of a need, and he's still on the board, slipped. I agree. Then it comes out the next day, apparently he got into like a shouting match with the Eagles yeah. front office staff. Did you notice the, the running back that the Eagles did get, though, undrafted? Josh Adams? I don't know that much about him, to tell you the truth. Yeah? Big, fast, strong, injury prone. Yes, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that a little bit later. We got a lot of stuff to get through. But yeah. sorry, sorry. I know, you're, you're getting all excited. You're getting all excited. You're getting all excited. Eh, you know, I can use, always use one. You know, because, you know. A couple minutes, we got Mark. You're sitting right there. You can't get this prick of beer. I, I what was, the fuck, Sean? I was to say something. Uh, Mark Nerducci is going to be calling in in a few a few minutes uh, out of Philly.com. He covers everything you want. Um, the guy's been on our show for a couple, t- you know, a couple times now. A couple times. Yeah, four or five times now. He's a Not great yet, He's a great guest. Um, yeah, very, very good dude. Uh, he's always more, cor- more than cordial to come on. And uh, uh, looking forward to talking to him because uh, uh, – you know, there's some other stuff too aside from the Sixers that I want to bring up, but it's just it's pretty interesting. We were talking about it before the show, so, um, but yeah, so, so game one, the game plan basically is to clog up the middle because the Sixers aren't hitting their shots, and we're gonna we're gonna shut down all the lanes. Stick it up the middle. Stick it up the middle. And get back on D. Obviously, they they knew. Get transition. back on the D and clog the middle up. The one thing you really want to see, I mean, I I would love to see Simmons just take a attack. fucking jump shot. Again, yeah, sl- slash your way to the basket, like attack, just fucking attack the rim. I don't even like if the lanes are clogged up and there's nowhere to attack the rim. Spot up at the foul line and take a jump shot for like. Be a little selfish. You have to. It's not even right. that. It's just don't be afraid to take a jump shot. At least have them respect it a little bit. If they're playing that far off of you, make you them think they're going to shoot it. You got to figure yeah. at that point right. he probably got in his own head and just thought, "I'm always." Oh, he cold. admitted he, it after the game. He admitted he? that he, oh, I didn't he got that. in his he, yeah. yeah he got he in his own head. It was, but again, that's the kind of experience that you know. Ultimately, I mean, like I think back to when the Eagles lost to the Rams, and you heard those stories about Donovan McDab walking out to the I field as a you know Kurt Warner and everybody celebrating right. and everything. Yeah, specifically so he could say to himself, "Look, I want to know how badly this hurts." 
You know what I mean? So I could take this and use it as motivation going into next season. Yeah, and then when I go to Super Bowl, I'll throw up everywhere. <laughs> well, you know, maybe Super Bowl. But game two is the same thing. Game two, technically, they clawed the middle. The difference was the Sixers made their shots early. Yeah. 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 And then the, the wheels fell off. And, like, look, you're not going to make your shots all game. It's I mean, just, Boston, Boston. Why, though? I was why why, 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 why wasn't there consistency? Boston why? upped their intensity. And they the Sixers didn't, didn't – like, the Sixers sat back on their laurels with a nice lead and, and didn't match. And then when they, they started, to, started to realize that it was getting serious at the end of the half, right. they started just jacking up threes. It's yeah. a, it's a damn shame because like yeah you started seeing a lot more desperation. What a sa- the Celtics were just pounding right through them, Diggity. Yeah. going right through them. He starts to come and then he pulls out. Which it's again, a damn shame. Don't is pull again. it out, leave it in. Sorry, which is again where did you just say sorry to him? Sorry about pulling it out. No, <laughs> no I, I was saying sorry for interrupting you. But, oh. um, <laughs> Wow, that's a first. <laughs> Stranger things bad. Nothing I ever say is fucking <laughs> that important. <laughs> well, this is true. Um, I'll leave it on her back. <laughs> but no, I mean, the Sixers can't seem to get back on defense, on transition. Like, the Celtics would rebound and run, and the Sixers wouldn't be able to get back. But yet, the Sixers rebound and run, and there's four guys just waiting for them. I'm just like... Yeah, I mean, again, that that's the one real big discrepancy, and it, I'm really not trying. It's got to be coaching. Him. It's got to be. I, that they, I do yeah. throw a lot of it on coaching. I mean, it, you know, I've also, Brett I also just noticed even when M, when MB tried him. to get through, he couldn't. Like he had to take the shot. He couldn't go pound. But again, the mat. if you notice, they're yeah. just drifting him further and further yes. and further away from the basket. Yes. I mean, like they're they're pushing it. He, that's he's not his. That that's not his want, game, like, right? Yeah, just take it. Got to he's not a big. Off he's you. not a big post up guy. He no, should I know. be better at it. Yeah, and I mean, he, that would he, be the one aspect of his game I would love to see him develop a little bit further because he's humongous. I want to see yeah. him knock Assert people the fuck will. over. Yeah. Well, that's and that's and the other part of it was on defense. His guy would just go out and hang out at the top of the key. Yes, and Simmons would just go hang out with him. I'm like, it's wide open. Middle's right. wide open. Like, uh huh. Like and then all of a sudden, Tatum will slash to... like just right through. Yeah, and I'm just like, Embiid should have been there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Simmons will figure it out. Simmons will figure that out. He's they got, will. He's got to get a little bit of like Shaquille O'Neal or Olajuwon ish. Like, assert your will underneath the basket. Uh, I mean, you're too, yeah. you're too big of a human being to you know, not be able to just dominate wherever whatever space you decide you want to carve out. Yeah, as far as Ben Simmons goes, his game. his positives farly outweigh his negatives. Yeah. They do, man. They do. I mean that kid is something sweet to watch. And he's going to and he's going He's to only going to get better. Right. I mean he's already all star caliber and he's going to improve and if he ever gets a jump shot God forbid he Oh my God it's well, do you know it's who over. else came into the NBA and couldn't LeBron. have? LeBron. He Everybody could be. Points LeBron. Yeah, I mean, he could end up being like LeBron. If he if he gets a jump shot, then he has Forget it. all other tools. Even, I mean, if not he quite t- as even if he just develops muscular. a shot that's just kind of okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he would still be deadly. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to respect it enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, He'll get there, know. man. Like, yeah, me I and mean, my brother had a conversation last night. Like, he was trashing faults. Like, why is this kid out? He's a number one draft pick. Da, da, da. I said, dude, he didn't play the whole season. He's got no... He's, and he's not They tried. I mean, I, I think people are... They being tried to get him out there. Fultz has been wildly disappointed, but I do think people are being a little, 
a little tough on him. He don't have no court time. He's 19. I mean, right, he has no court time. It's a definition yeah, but Tatum's of a baby. 19, too. But he had court Played time the whole season. season. Mike, yeah. You know what I mean? But he started out good. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Hey. Well, we are, uh, we are welcomed by our guest tonight, Philly.com's own Mark Narducci. Thank you, Mark, for joining the Corner Plus Sports Crew tonight once again. What's going on there, Mark? Yeah, good to be here with you guys. We uh, we love having you on, man. You're uh, you we we like to call you the jack of all trades. We've had you on maybe four or five times now in our in our three years of uh, being on the air. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, we we love talking to you, and you know, we're talking about the Sixers right now. And you know, when I when I reached out to you earlier this week, never in my mind did I think we'd be down o two. Um, and you know, you and I were kind of going back and forth earlier today, and you said you were you were going to go to the Sixers practice uh, facility today and 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 kind of get a, a closer glimpse at the team. What's the overall mentality right now with this with this team going? You know, coming back home, which is great, but what, what's their overall demeanor? What did what did you kind of? What did I you think kind of they get? they were pretty determined. And what really impressed me was Ben Simmons, who. Um, you know, some guys might hide after having such a bad game that he had, and he didn't. He he answered the questions. He stood there, no excuses, and he's ready to go. He says he's determined. One thing I've noticed, I think the Celtics have really confused him uh, with the way they play in defense. Now, everyone plays defense like that against them. They sag off on them and, you know, make them try to shoot from the outside. It's just the Celtics are doing it a lot better. I mean, uh, they they have Al Horford and and they have Marcus Morris and Morris is a physical defender and and, and I think his physicality um, uh, bothers uh, Ben Simmons quite a bit so it, it's been a very interesting thing and, and you know people don't realize everyone talked about how Miami was such a physical team right I think Boston's a lot more physical now uh, Simmons doesn't agree with that but I I really do I mean I. Yeah, they and they are tough. They just got tough guys. Marcus Morris, uh, who, who I who I had mentioned, Terry Rozier, that little guard <laughs> is as tough as nails. And Marcus Smart, there's no one tougher than he is. So they they have a lot of toughness to them too. I mean, you know, the, they're without uh, you know five time All Star and Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward. They've been out all year. Yeah. Um, and they just keep rolling along. They miss Jalen Brown the first game, and they, they just keep going. They're really well coached. It's an excellent team. Yeah, that was kind of where I wanted to go with it. Uh, I just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit and see kind of what you thought about the difference between the coaching job that Brett Brown's done this series. I mean, I know he's had a great year, but this series he's really struggling. And uh, the job that Brad Stevens has done for the Celtics. Well, Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the NBA. I don't think there's any question about that. And what he's done great is the fact that he says, listen, if we have to single-team uh, Embiid and he's got to get some points, and remember Embiid got 31 in game one, he says, that's all right. We want to deny them the three. And they have made shooting the three very hard for the 76ers. They've contested everything. And, you know, they, they've done a really good – they're very disciplined. Uh, you haven't seen the Sixers with a lot of uh, wide-open shots, and that's because I, I think the discipline on the defense and, and, and the way uh, Stevens has them going. Yeah, Mark, we were just talking about that a little bit ago, how, like, it just seems like somehow Boston's offensive rebounding, but yet still having four guys back. I, I just don't get yeah. it. And the other thing that I heard about that you kind of brought up, and I think you were kind of getting to, and um, I heard Jay Wright earlier in the week, and basically 
he's like, oh, yeah, so what do you think of the series? And this was after game one. He's like, man, I'm just glad that I don't have to face, face you know, him at Butler twice a year. He's like, he's like, everybody that I've played, you know, everybody that's played on my team, it's just basically like, yeah, the Sixers just got butler And that's basically what he's saying. Like, they just defend the three really well. And obviously, Nova being a three-point team, yeah, like right. it, it's just it, it just makes sense. That they're, I, it's you know, funny. I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And you know what else is interesting too about the Celtics? When a guy goes down, the guy who replaces him is expected to do just as much. Like Rozier yeah. is taking over for Irving, and and they're not they're not scaling anything down for him. You know, I just uh, don't get it. <laughs> and, and, and that's what amazing. And the other thing is, the Sixers are having a lot of trouble keeping up with Rozier's quickness. I mean, I think he shot. Eleven for seventeen from three, but besides yeah, that, they, they, they turned into a hell of a nice little they, player. He's he's able to get his shot at any time he wants because he's got that quick first step. If you remember, they they had Robert Covington, who I think is a very good defender, on him in game one. He couldn't stay with him. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, Covington's interesting. He's hot and cold. Like I, I, I did think he did a lot of good things. I liked the hustle play where he threw the ball off the guy and. and and he made a couple – he jacked up a couple threes and made them on, like, the first game. And then I seen him let a guy blow by him. Like, he's he's been a little inconsistent. Well, the the problem is, as you said, he's hot and cold. He was 0 for 6 in the first game, and, and that that is who he is. Uh, but he usually defends well. But, he like I said, he had real trouble with Rozier. And if you recall – when the Sixers were trying to make a fourth quarter comeback in Game One, he wasn't he wasn't there late in the game as they were trying. So, uh, yeah, hot and cold. And then then he was on Tatum uh, on Thursday night, yeah. and you know what Tatum's been doing to the yeah, Sixers too. Right. And of course, we don't have to mention all the stuff about they could have had him in the draft. They traded <laughs> up, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, they traded uh, up not to get him. I, but, I, but Tatum, yeah. Tatum looks like he's going to be a really, really good player. Yeah. No, and, and I think there's no like I think everyone kind of knew that that was going to be the case. But I, I think that the fact that everyone's kind of jumping on this and going, "Well, Tatum's going to be the better player," I think is a little too premature to say that. Uh, there's no, there's no question. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of good in Markel Fultz, mm-hmm. but you can't play the game without confidence, and he certainly didn't have it earlier on, and he hasn't gotten the tons of chances, but. You have to say, I mean, Brett Brown went with T.J. McConnell, right. and T.J. McConnell was their best player last yeah, night. Yeah, he was great yeah, last yeah, night. Well, but, here, but, you know, it was some, it was a point we were going to allude to before we, we started talking to you. Uh, we were talking about how the Sixers having kind of you know, a little bit of trouble creating their own shots, and that and, and gr- as great as T.J. McConnell's played, I'm not taking anything away from him, but I think that would be a good opportunity for Markel Fultz, who is known for that, um, you know, demeanor. No question. Right? So, point. like, why isn't – like, I would think – I guess I would think he would get some playing time to create to be able to create Especially his own game shot. Game one, when you've really got nothing to lose, right? Right. Well, here's the here's the thing though with Markel Fultz versus T.J. McConnell, and and no one's going to dispute who's the better player, who's a more talented player. Right. But right now, T.J. McConnell, I think is is a is a plus defender, and Markel Fultz yeah. can it doesn't know the word defense. Right, uh, right, right. So there, there's a real problem there. Even, you know, people were talking about how well J.J. Redick played last night. Well, who was J.J. Redick guarding? Marcus right. Smart. Right. And Marcus Smart was really turning it on offensively. So, yeah. you know, it's both ends of the court to look at in these games. 
Yeah. How do you see this? Uh, how do you see this series going, Mark? I mean, do, do you think that the Sixers still have a chance? I mean, the Celtics are undefeated all time in uh, in game, you know series when they're you know up 2-0. Right, they're thirty six and zero. That's a pretty imposing. Thirty six and zero. I thought it was yeah. like less than. Wow, that's amazing. Um, that's so so thirty six and zero. Jeez. <laughs> so, but you're coming home to a, to an arena where you've only lost one regular season game since January first, and, and and a playoff game. You know, do you think they have a chance still? I do. Okay. I do. But here's here's one of the things that has to be has to be done. Joel Embiid, who again. We don't realize how much how much those goggles really bother him. I mean, yeah. it is really. I'd imagine it, that's got to be bad. It, it cuts his vision. It's just very uncomfortable for him. But he's got to play down the blocks more. Yes. I mean, he was one for six from three, and any time he wants to jack up a three, the Celtics are going to say, "You can have it." And if you make it, so be it. But that yeah. keeps him away from the basket. Uh, and one time, you just remember in Game One, Aaron Baines you know, rejected one of his shots down low, but. More often than not, he's just going to dominate down there. But it's a lot of work, and you got to keep pushing and shoving and all that. And and I think sometimes he wants a breather from that. But I think they've got to get him down the blocks more, especially since Brad Stevens has basically decided at this point not to double team him. There, there's yeah. nobody on the Celtics, including Al Horford, who I think is a very good defensive player, who can handle Embiid when he gets down on a low block. There's there's not many players around the league who can do that. Yeah, by the way, yeah. uh, Al Horford, how many people in the NBA can guard Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and do it well? I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. I think he's I think he's one of the most underrated stars in this game because he didn't put up big numbers this year. He averaged just under 13 a game, although he's scoring a lot more in the postseason. I, I just think he's a, he's a winner. I mean, you remember when he was on the Hawks, they were good, and you know how bad the Hawks are right now. Yeah. That's the, so I think Al Horford's been a real, real key in this series. Mm-hmm. He was, he was a winner on Florida. That's right, that's right. Couple national championships. That's yeah. And he's a. I, I just think it's a, a tremendous <laughs> player. And he's, right yeah. And you know, I, I spent time with the Celtics because I was up there for Game Seven against the Bucks, and the, the the respect that Al Horford has in that locker room is just unbelievable. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of Florida and the college uh, basketball scene, uh, I have to ask you. It's been kind of eating at me. I, I'm not entirely sure on what the situation exactly is, but I understand that this is Fran Dumfries' last year at Temple. Um, and I guess question one is: Is that his call or the team's or, or the school's call? I, I put it this way, and and I, I we've we've. Vetted this out from multiple sources. He had three years to go on his contract. Uh-huh. Finishing up in one year, that cannot be his call. Um, so, wow. and when I talked to Fran afterwards about it, I said, boy, because Temple does want him back and wants him in some capacity helping out. I don't know if you know this, but Fran teaches a course there okay. at Temple. Um, so they want him some. And I asked him about that, and he says, we'll just wait and see. I think Fran still wants to coach. I, I think he sees himself as a coach. So to answer your question, uh, no, if he had his choice, yeah. he'd be back for all three years. So so now Aaron McKee is associate, associate head coach, associate head coach, right? So it's not an assistant. It's not associate head coach. Right. He got What happened was, and we reported this uh, through, through sources, uh, 
he he's become the associate this year, and then he's got five years as the head coach in his contract. So that's a that's a pretty good commitment that the administration's giving to him. So why does that like? What is it, like? It, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like a, a lame duck coach, and then the other guy waiting in the wings as like I guess a mentee. I mean, like I, I've just never heard of anything like this. For Grace well, Rice. here's what I I think. I I didn't think they wanted to get rid of Fran. And I didn't think they wanted to pay three years of his contract and have him not coach. I think all that factored into it. And the other thing is, Aaron McKee has never been a head coach on any level. So this gives him a year to really, really hone in on that and and to learn from – forget what people say. I think Fran Dumphy's an excellent coach. Um, I, I, I agree. Uh, and to learn from a guy like that that's had that kind of success, I, I think it can only only really uh, really help Aaron. Uh, who, by the way, I think will be, I, I think is a really good choice for the job. I've known Aaron a long time since I covered him when he was with the Sixers, and people people forget he he spent six years as an NBA assistant. That that right. has to help. You know that has to add well, to something. Brown, too, of all people, I mean, yeah. that's a hell of a nice guy to have as a mentor. Yeah, yeah, and and um, you know they've already gotten uh, a, a player, uh, the guy from Kennesaw State, who they just signed, who's got to sit out next year, and and I think Aaron, you know, will make a real impression in kids' living room. I mean, there was a a guy who was in the NBA for what thirteen years, maybe even longer than that, mm-hmm. was a former first round draft pick, uh, has has over ten years of coaching experience. I, and he loves Temple. No one can sell Temple better than Aaron McKee. No, that's a good so, point. So I, I think when you add it all up, I, I think it's I think it's going to work out. Yeah, that, I mean, that's I, great. I, I remember Aaron, sorry. sorry cut you off. I remember Aaron being a coach on the court, basically, in his playing days. So yeah, I mean, sure, sure. I think that he's, I think he's going to be fine for it. And I'm, you know, as a Temple alum, I'm really kind of looking for them to kind of get back into a you know, being a relevant basketball team because they really haven't lately. So Right. Really they, haven't they, they haven't made the tournament in four or five years. But here's the thing, and this is what people don't understand. When they met into the American Athletic Conference, I think people don't understand what a what an underrated basketball conference that is. And if you want to look at any other proof, U, uh, UConn, which, you know, won a national championship a few years ago, has fired its coach who won that title because he couldn't win in the AAC. Yeah, really, really. So, so it's, it's – people around here don't, you know, SMU and Cincinnati, they don't see those teams and they, they don't understand Houston, but, but just how good they are. And it's not as easy as, as when Temple was in the Atlantic 10. And that's not to say the Atlantic 10 is an easy league at all, but I, I think this competition is a lot stiffer than people, and especially Temple fans, uh, realize. So, Mark, the, the last time we talked to you, um, it, was, it was pre-Super Bowl. Uh, it, was, it was late last year, I believe. It was like sometime in the fall last year. What were you doing during the Eagles Super Bowl? What were you doing, and how did you celebrate well, first of all, I'm a reporter, so I don't celebrate. Secondly, I was there <laughs> helping with our coverage. We we uh. sent quite a few reporters there, so I was uh, awesome. there. I was there, and my uh, my job was basically to do a. I mean, we we did a lot of week video. You know, we did a ton of stories, and but my job Super Bowl night was really following the Patriots and you know doing something on that crazy situation when Malcolm Butler didn't play. So yeah. I, 
I was uh, I, I was at U.S. Bank Stadium, which, by the way, is one of the nicest football stadiums I've ever wow. been. Wow, nice. Well, yeah. it's it pretty awesome because I, I bring it up because you were doing, and I, and I was following every night. You were doing this. Uh, I guess it was from your hotel room. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but you were doing pretty much a, a recap. Lead, right, right. Leading up to the Super Bowl, you were you were kind of doing like a, oh, this is what happened tonight. This is what happened tonight. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty. Yeah. That was pretty we had awesome. A lot of fun. That yeah. was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, we we I did a lot of it from the Mall of America because that's where that's where the press area was, um, and it was weird because the athletes stayed at a hotel which was like connected to the Mall of America, so. We would go. You'd go in there at like nine in the morning. You maybe wouldn't leave till ten at night. You wouldn't have to leave the mall. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was just an interesting experience. I I went in Jacksonville when they were there thirteen years ago. But this was a different experience. Maybe because of social media. Maybe because of uh, maybe because they won, like you guys yeah, said. Yeah. But it was just a different experience this time. Are you Are you from this area, Mark? I am. Okay. I, I, I'm from South Jersey. I. Uh, I went to Paul the Six. I, I I've lived in South Jersey my whole life. I mean, I ask only because you know a lot of reporters kind of um, maybe not from this area. To cover, like Matt Labarda, from for instance, is now covering the Giants, but we right. we, we, we we picture him as a Philly guy, you know. But now he's covering right. the Giants, so I, I that's why I was asking. I wasn't sure if you were you know an Eagles fan at uh, at heart, you know. You know, um, it's funny. You 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 said about rooting, and I try to be one of these uh, unbiased sports writers. Uh, it doesn't root, but obviously it makes the story better if the team wins. But the two things I always tell people I root for are quick games and no injuries. Um, yeah. But it, you know, yeah. it, it was—I'd be lying to you and say if it wasn't—it wasn't a little extra special being there when they win their first ever Super Bowl. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, that was quite an experience. That's awesome. Well, Mark, we we uh, we with we want one f- more question. For okay, you. okay, go for it, Mike. Mike's Mike's stuff in his mouth. He has a question for you. <laughs> so, we talked about the inexperience of the Sixers a lot. How experienced is Boston in their current state? I mean, do that, they have them a lot more experience, or is it? I mean, with Rozier and and like these guys aren't that much more experienced, are they? That's an excellent point, and it's a point I've been making to people too. I know the Sixers are, I think, technically the youngest team in the NBA. But you just mentioned Jalen Brown is, I believe, 21. Uh, Tatum, I think, is 20. And Rozier is, I believe, 24. Wow. Now, you're talking three major cogs there that, that are that young. So, I think Boston is very young. Are the Sixers young? Uh, a little more, uh, have more youth, yes. But still, I, I I think that's a cop out. That kind of excuse because Boston's doing it with a lot of these young players as well. I I one hundred and ten percent agree with you. I was actually in an argument with someone earlier today about that. He said, "Well, they're more experienced." I'm like, at, like how, regarding how, like how do you how do you Say they're more experienced. I, I don't. I just don't get it. Now, if they had Kyrie Irving in the lineup, okay, maybe a little bit, especially playing in the position of Kyrie. And by Irvin the plays. way, he's not that old. <laughs> no, he's not. But at least he has a playoff experience. A lot of these guys don't, and, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, yeah, like you said, Mark, complete cop out. Complete cop out. Yeah, I, I think that, you know. And, and by the way, did we hear how young they were against Miami? 
No. Right, right. Yeah, against a real veteran team. And that's, oh, well, that's yeah, exactly okay, right. That's a yeah. real veteran team I hear and everything. And we didn't hear – their age didn't bother them then. So I I think Boston has been the more disciplined team, and I think that's that's been the difference. Yeah, I hear you. So well, you're saying they're getting out-coached. <laughs> oh. Are they- well – I'll tell you, Brad Stevens will outcoach a lot of people, yeah, but he know, he's yeah. he's done an excellent job in, in the first two games. There's no question about it. I guess last question: um, Do you feel that they should have fouled at the end of that game last night when when they were one possession away from possibly tying? Was that after you mean after uh, Sarich? Uh, made the shot. Yeah, it was when it was when right. Well. Uh, to be honest, I don't think whatever they did it would have mattered. Okay, okay. I I I, I really don't. Um, the, really the one thing they should have done, and even Brett Brown said today, thinking back of it, you could make the argument. They there's no question they should have called a timeout because they lost this game in the last five minutes of the first half. Right. Well, I think you reported you you pretty much said that uh, he he said he would do it again. He he said he would do it again, but today he he said but. But I could see, you know, not doing. You could you could make an argument for. So he's know. already backing off, of okay. it, which which makes sense. I mean, I think the first, the first any coach's first kind of you know line of defense is, is to you know back up what they yeah stand by the decisions and right. then you know it's until they give it some thought and. Right, I I liked his response today because it it wasn't steadfast. Oh no, no, I would do it because. Anyone that says I would do that again with what happened, because besides the fact that uh, you want to stop the Celtics' momentum, the Sixers were gassed. They were really tired, yeah, were. and that's why they were getting beaten down the court and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. so I, I think a timeout would, and I, and believe me, I, I think if that situation comes up again, I, I don't think he'll hesitate in calling the yeah. timeout. Good. Well, Mark, where can uh, people find your stuff? Uh, just. Philly.com slash sports or or the old-fashioned way, uh, buying an Inquirer Daily News. Support the papers. (laughs) As a a fellow who used to work in the printing industry, support the papers. Do it. Yes, and and how can uh, people follow you on Twitter? Uh, At S-J-N-A-R-D. Awesome. Mark, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you joining us tonight. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, my pleasure. Always, uh, anytime. Thank you so much for coming on with us tonight, and uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll get in touch with you a little bit later. Okay, great. Thanks Th- a lot. Thank you, Mark. Okay. All right, thanks. Great. Mark Narducci of Philly.com, and basically, I mean, I mean if I'm wrong, but he was one of the first guys that we actually had on. Right? He was he was up there. Uh, him, Kent Babb, like Narducci's right there. Uh, Mark Eichel was up there, and Kratz was up there. Ed Kratz was the first, yeah. So all those guys were right there. I mean, really. I mean, when we first started doing this show. The like I said, it could be mistaken, but I think Mark might have been second or third. Yeah, he was right there. He's great. He, he's fantastic. He's, he's um. Yeah, he's, he's really insightful, really kind of, you know, answers real poignant questions. And, and he, really yeah, level-headed. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Too. Yeah. Did we just become best friends? Yeah. Alluded yep. to the same thing we've been saying. I mean, it's. I would say that the Sixers' biggest problem right now is just coaching. Yeah, as I agree. As much as I hate saying it, because again, I, I I like Brett Brown, but their their biggest problem right now is on the bench. I I agree. It, it's it's crazy because they're 
bench was really, really good. Oh, I've run out. Their their bench was really good. Their bench was really good all year. But you're seeing the depth, and people are like, "Oh, the you know Boston's deeper." Yeah, well, they I are. Mean, the they are a little deep because they were ahead of everything. They, they were able to draft well, a few more thing, years ahead. You know, toward the end of uh, Mark's time with us, I disagree slightly in the sense that no, I mean they might not necessarily have a lot of lead, but they have played together a little bit longer. Brad Stevens is a terrific coach. They do have guys that have been there before. He, you know what I mean? Whether it was having Irving all season and having that, you know, experience kind of trickle down. Like, the Sixers really don't have anybody like that. The closest they're going to get the first is J. season J. that Reddick. Brett Brown has all had all his pieces in place. J.J. Redick, though, is probably, like, your most veteran presence. And he's never really, you know, he doesn't really have any hardware to his name. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Kyrie Irving's got a ring. Like, the Celtics is an organization. He's young, but he still has the experience. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, no, maybe in terms of sheer age, no, maybe they're not necessarily that much. I'll say it again. Fuck Boston, fuck the Celtics. But in terms of their, you know. (laughs) Fuck the Patriots, fuck the Their experience, their playoff seasoning. (laughs) Fuck them all. Well, whatever. All right. (laughs) You just just keep going. Fuck Boston. Now, so, uh, hashtag PubCast poll this week. On Twitter at Cornerpod Sports. I'm sorry for cutting you off like that, Ron. Was uh, now? <laughs> I don't think you're sorry. <laughs> Why? I'm if actually you, more offended that you're going to try to tell me. Yeah, what the sorry. fuck? Why are you sorry if you're smiling? <laughs> you can't say you're sorry if you're smiling. Uh, now down 0-2. Now down 0-2. Do you still think the Sixers can somehow win this series? No. You say no, Mike. Can they somehow win the series? Do, do you think they're going to win the series? Basically. I don't think they're going to win the series. Can they? Yes. Okay. It's not. If I'm betting on it now, I'm I'm betting Boston wins the series. Yeah, which I mean, is it, what I, which is different from what I started with. Jaw Jerker said, "Fuck you and your I stories." Mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, that's sorry, a not sorry. Losing number. I mean, that's even worse than we thought it was. I thought it was twenty something, twenty four. He said 30, 36 and zero. Thirty six. My goodness. Um. You, yeah, I mean, like I said, just looking at the numbers in history, you got to say Celtics at this point. If you're being objective, the I only mean, chance they have is that they win both games at home here, and you and you and you even the series out, and you swing the momentum the other way. Ain't happening, Sean. And I think they can. Not happening. I think they can. Ain't happening. I Sean. think they can. I think they're still a better team than this team. Look, we were down 0-3 to the Boston Bruins, and we were down. Three nothing in Game Seven. Did we give up on the Germans? And we won. Did we give up on the Germans? Bomb bomb, Pearl Harbor. Germans. Germans. Just he's on a roll. Just Just he's on a roll. Just keep keep going. Um, Thank you. I'm gonna say yes, and the majority of the motherfuckers on Twitter agree. Seventy-two percent say yes. It's home court time. They also want to trade Ben Simmons. Twenty-eight percent say not a chance in hell. Well, I wouldn't say not a chance in hell. Yeah, that's going. There's, speaking all, of, there's always a chance. Speaking yeah, of I mean, the speaking of the uh, Germans and Pearl Harbor and Japanese, oh God. Uh, 1942. Yeah, all about, that, all no. about the way they worded that question, Joe. Like he gets to what he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you say '69' in Chinese? Thank you. Two can chew. Uh, so these three guys go out camping. Me like you suck. Oh, we're gonna double down on yeah, that. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. Yeah. This is where he doubles down on it. Me like you suck. First one failed terribly. You fucky sucky for two, two bucky. Two can chew? Away from it. Two can chew is good. Come on, man. Two can chew. 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 <laughs> Cream is a young guy. Come on. That's 
Took a joke. It's not my best, but it's okay. All right, so so, so this <laughs> this group of guys go uh, go camping, right? And uh, you you don't want to sleep with you don't want to sleep in Jim's tent. Well, why not? So they have to pick the shortest straw, and the first guy's like, "Fuck!" All right, so we'll take turns. So the first guy goes in. The next morning, he wakes up. His fucking eyes are bloodshot. He's like, "God damn it, Jim can snore." He's like, "Yeah, you didn't get much sleep." He's like, "No." He said, what happened? He goes, he just, I just fucking stood, stood there and stared at him all fucking night because all he did was snore. The second night, next guy goes in. Same thing. Well, next day he wakes up, comes, comes out. He goes, Jesus Christ, his eyes all bloodshot. He goes, oh, my God, I might have got an hour tops. All he did was stare at him. He literally snored the fucking roof off the tent. So the next night, this guy, the last, it was the last night there. The last guy's like, I, I got it, I guess, right? He goes in. He wakes up the next morning all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. What the fuck? Like, how, how'd you manage that? He goes, well, I tucked Jim in. I gave him a kiss on his lips. And he watched me all night. <laughs> Fucking Jim. Fucking Jim. Uh, you got it all over my shorts. You got it all over my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> drops. You don't like that one at all? <laughs> no. No? I thought it was pretty good. Oh well, uh, they're all can't be. <laughs> they all can't be winners. Right. At least somebody busted a nut. <laughs> At least somebody creamed. Well, we move on. Let's talk a little baseball. Let's talk. Hold on, I got Rod said, "Leave it alone." I got that was awesome. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Polsky. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's true. I thought it was a good joke, and it's not dirty. I thought it was a good joke for once. It's just a little slimy. <laughs> That's true. Baseball. There's some stuff going on. So let's talk Phillies. Uh, the Phillies are uh, catch back up. In a so fucking rough patch right now. They only need a touchdown. Well, they only needed a touchdown. I don't know what it is now. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have enough salt on the cauliflower cheesesteak. Oh, and by the way, Polsky said, "Fuck you, Ron. You fucking jet bag." <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he did. Didn't even do the look to know it was him. <laughs> Gotta feel that love. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, hey, how about a fuck you, Mark? <laughs> yeah. Uh, at one point, the Phillies were 18 and 11, which was the same mark as the 2008 Phillies when they won the World Series. It was looking at the same promising. Time, though, I said then, like, let's not get up too high either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in the same way, like, no, we're not going to go 0 162. You know what I mean? Like, Let's not, like, get too carried away that way. You know, no, we're not going to, you know, win 120 games either. Let's just calm down that way. The truth is probably somewhere in the, the middle. The truth is out there. It's the X-Files of the Philly season. As long as, again, my goal for the season, just finish a little tiny bit over 500. Redhead Keep whore. it mathematically Fucking interesting bad. for the, you know, the wild card race, and I'd be perfectly happy with that mm. for the season. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Get up reasonable. from down there. <laughs> you fucking animal! Guys, that is a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> <With> himself. <laughs> That's too funny. I'm surprised we didn't reach the point where Gary just lays out in the futon and passes out. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I think that's perfectly reasonable. Well, I mean, they're this is bad. This slide they're hitting right now. And they're, um, they're, the Marlins, the Braves. Teams. Come on, yeah. Yeah, the Braves this year, they just seem to, for whatever reason, they just struggle like crazy with. The Braves just called up uh, Jose Bautista. 
Did they? Yep. They called oh, him up today. They called him up. Watch him hit fucking 20 home runs. The Phillies had a shot at him. I mean, we talked about it at the time, too. I would have taken him. Like, I would have been pretty I, interested. I would have, too. You depending on what the deal was. They, they signed him well, they a couple weeks ago, and they called him up for the minors. He got, I guess, his extended, extended pre, uh, Dude, that pre-training. Guy is, in if and, nothing and, else, he is an absolute drop-dead professional hitter. Mm-hmm. Like, he just knows how to put He's not a professional on the field with his back flips, but... Uh, no, no, he's we, not. We already have one of them in Herrera. That guy's just a stone hitter. I mean, that entire Blue Jays lineup, I mean, for the yes. most part. I mean, yeah. they just He's, know how to put the Now, I know he baseball. hit a wall, but the guy can still hit 20 home runs. And again, to get that kind of experience on a team that's got this many young players on it, you really can't quantify exactly right. having an approach like that to follow for these guys when you've got power hitters like Reese Hoskins coming up and – you know, all these other players that you hope could develop into something, having him emulate, you know, Batista's approach to the plate, I really think could have benefited the Phillies. I mean, that would have been somebody I was definitely interested in. I got to be honest, something really disturbing happened. I mean, that's sort of the, you would have to make room for him somewhere. So, you know, you you do already have a little bit of a position glut. I, I, I don't to, have a good answer, but. I had to break in the action for a second. Something really disturbing happened. I just got crocodile eyes from Gary. And you started laughing because you know what the fuck I'm talking about. He's biting into... What the fuck are you eating? What is that? Pizza. Oh, he's pizza. eating a pizza. He's eating pizza. I look over. He's biting in and his eyes... He's giving me the crocodile eyes. That's when you're eating a girl out. And you kind of... <laughs> Let me look up. All right. He just gave me that with this slice of pizza. I just happened to look over, was and all I see is his fucking eyes looking at me. It was, it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> all right. It's true. Now we're all uncomfortable instead of just you. Yeah. yeah. Well, luckily, <laughs> luckily, Mike's sitting next to him. So. And you knew as soon as I said it, you started laughing. You fuck. I got my seat over in the corner. I'm. Safe. You think you're safe. Uh, that Mike's still alive there, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually sitting there. Lick my slice. <laughs> Usually the two brothers are here. Lick my sleaze? Is that what you said? My slice. Uh, lick my sleaze is a pretty good saying. I think we just trademarked that motherfucker. Um, yeah. I say we don't. You know, we, I say we let him go. Look, I, I'll tell you right now. At this, Don't do that again. Mike doesn't want to hear that again. We should do a segment is Mike's bad takes. Mike's bad, you know, Mike's bad references, where he references a movie that doesn't have anything to do with I, the movie. Oh, no, I, mean, I love Pee-wee's Big Adventure, man. That was a good one. Yeah, but we were talking about Blazing Saddles. Yes. Which had and nothing to do with Pee-wee at, or any actor that was in Blazing Saddles or Pee-wee's Big Adventure at the same time. Like, no actor was in either one of those two movies. No. No. So I don't know how he mixed it up. Who, who gives a fuck? I know, it was just fun. It was, like, it was like six fucking weeks ago. Can we let it the fuck go, for Christ's sake? It was four and a half, five weeks That's why I brought it up. No. That's <laughs> why I brought it up, because I don't know if I was going to get that reaction. I going to say, obviously, it's no. He was so fucking mad that week when I brought I'm like, I got to keep bringing this up. <laughs> I'm a fucking agitator. I'm, I'm the fucking Ty Domi of this show. Agitate and prick you. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. All Barnaby. right, so. Yeah, Matthew Barnaby. Pain in the ass is just like. Shakes the cage and then runs away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's your that's Matthew Barnaby. Matthew Barnaby, the fucking bitch face. Uh, but yeah, so we all know baseball season is a fucking marathon. 
And we're basically at that point where, look, the Phillies are still in good shape right they're now. Doing they're doing They're in a piss-poor division. And yeah, how still, about it? You know? Washington's not setting the world on fire. I I could be mistaken. I could have swore we all said that at the beginning of the season too, though. That you know we this did. isn't really a dominant NF or uh, NFC East. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck, Ron? NL East. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's no dominant team in there. Like we all looked at the Mets as soon as they got up to their quick start. We're like, yeah, that's never gonna last. You know what I mean? The Braves we kind of saw as a team that was still sort of trying to pull themselves back together. The Nationals are probably the best in a slow speed race to the finish right. but i mean they're nothing dominant bunch of fucking it, ninja turtles old. they are they definitely are the nats i mean they still might be the best in the division but you know they're not going anywhere the I nationals mean, are the fucking washington capitals of uh, major league baseball just like the toronto raptors by the way yeah. who are down 0-2 to cleveland who yeah, they'll win because they're LeBron. the tallest midget in the circus. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll make the playoffs and get bounced in the first round. It's the way the story inevitably ends for them every single year. They're I'm all a, channel, a, channeling their 1990 Atlanta Braves. I'm going to run up yeah. and take a piss. Yeah. Did he say midget? Midget. He said midget. You know what the midget said to his girlfriend? Your hair smells nice. Giggity, giddy up. Gee, your hair smells lovely. Giggity, giggity, giggity. I, I'm going to go up and take a piss, but... Um, How do sardines and dead fish smell lovely? How's that? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I thought there was a punchline there. Uh, Ichiro. Retired. Retired. Oh, wow. Finally, huh? First ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Maybe yeah. one of the, maybe the best hitter in Who's baseball history. Best hitter of your lifetime, Tony Gwynn or Ichiro? Probably Ichiro. I love Tony Gwynn. Um, Ichiro had a glove, too. Like, it wasn't even necessarily just a bat. I mean, he was a gold glove outfielder. Yeah, I mean... You know what? I, I mean, I know Tony Gwynn played in San Diego, but Ichiro played in the in the American League his damn near his whole career. So you didn't really get to see him much no. to appreciate how good he was. Yeah. I felt like I got to see Tony Gwynn a little bit more. That could be. I mean, for me, it's probably a stone coincidence just because I was always a big Ken Griffey Jr. fan, so I was always sort of like locked on the Mariners. And then even toward the end of his time there, before he moved on to Cincinnati, there was always, like, somebody that was just interesting on the team, whether it was Alex Rodriguez right. breaking into the league, Randy Johnson, right. Jay Buhner. It, you know what I mean? Like, they just always seemed to have a couple of guys to really be able to watch and really enjoy play. And Ichiro just fell right into the same, you know, same cycle. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he was a guy that I always just kind of paid attention to. Yeah, you got to respect him. I mean... If you combine his Japanese career with his American career, he's the all-time hit king. Yeah, it's, it's like not even charts. close. Yeah, I mean, again, you want to talk about – I mean, I just mentioned Jose Batista being, you know, a quote-unquote professional hitter. I mean, but God damn it. I mean, Ichiro, there's nobody better. Right. I mean, certainly not at his time in the league anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's even debatable. Can you think of anybody else? The only guy that I remember being – Pretty good, at least for a short span of time, was Juan Pierre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, though. I mean, not nearly, you know, the body of work by any stretch. I mean, he just had a couple of seasons. Right. And that was it. Yeah. And, I mean, he was never the same kind of fit, but he was an infielder, too. Oh, no, no, no. He was an outfielder, right? Juan Pierre? Yeah, I think he was center fielder. Yeah. He? Yeah. I was going to say, I, I could have swore he played the infield. Juan Pierre. No, no, I, 
I think I'm getting it mixed up with somebody else. Um, so the other thing is uh, that I've seen a couple days ago, Albert Pujols is either just hit his 3,000th or is coming right up against his 3,000th hit. Um, I mean, obviously he tailed off considerably after he went to yeah. the Angels, but... Quicker you know, than L.A. clearly figured he was going to. Right, and three... But 3,000 hits, you don't see it that often anymore. No, nah, you really don't. Not since... Uh, I think A-Rod had it. You fuck. What the fuck was his name? A-Rod had it, right? I was, t- I was thinking about that. I asked, what do you want the beer? Um... Not since that fucking movie with that comedian, Mr. 3000. Oh, Bernie Mac? Hey, Bernie Mac. Not since Bernie Mac. I haven't seen 3000 hits. Oh, America. <laughs> Smile, America. <laughs> I'm trying to think who was the last player I've seen hit three. A-Rod. Oh, yeah, I guess it would have been A-Rod. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a really small, small list of guys. Giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> small list of guys? I think it was a right. small. Just part. work with, me. just All work right. with me, guys in small. Just work with me, man. Right. Trying. <laughs> Ron is just not in a giggly mood today. No, he's got his panties in a bunch. And uh, last baseball thing I want to bring up before we get into football is a lot of football shit. Um, first time in a while we've had a lot of football shit going on because our last show was actually on draft day. We got and, football uh, tonight, and I'm not asleep. <laughs> but uh, Matt Harvey was just uh, designated for assignment by the Mets. He's wow. he's no longer a Met. End of an era. Would you take a flyer on him? Would would the would, if you were a Phillies fan, would you say, yeah, why not? Truthfully, for me, no. Just because I, I truly think he's done. I really do. I mean, I just don't think he's got anything left. I think his arm's shot. He can't stay healthy. Sure, he's got a, a decent velocity. Like he can still, you know, hit the top end of a radar gun, but he can't locate to save his fucking life. His ERA is at like six, seven. It's at six now. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched. I haven't watched him pitch. It's been atrocious. Like enough lately to to really make an intelligent decision. I mean, I know the Phillies pitching staff could use some help, huh. but no, yeah, that I, I agree with. I mean, they definitely could. And I mean, but the other thing too, it's not even like. He's a good character guy. Like, he's got a reputation for being an absolute jerk-off. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. So, I mean, again, when it comes to putting a guy like that on a roster with players that are this young, I'm not necessarily sure that's the guy that you want them kind of emulating. He doesn't – he's not like the prototypical veteran professional pitcher. Like, he, he loved being all, like, Hollywood and New Yorked up. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He just embraced all He's a fucking head that. case, man. He just yeah. got, he just got uh, jammed up two days ago uh, going out drinking late, like, real late at night. You know? and uh, That's what I'm saying. He's not the kind of guy you really want in a yeah. roster that you're trying to develop. So, drinking late at night, there's something wrong with that? Well, I mean, oh, we're not making not X number of million dollars a year pitching. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, somebody wants to come me and check that big. Yeah, I'm gonna skip the next show. <laughs> <laughs> although, although the year after the Phillies won the World Series, Mike and I ran into Ryan Madsen in Chicago. Yeah, you know what? He he wasn't like pounding down drinks. He did when I handed him one. Well, look at Cole Hamels though. Cole Hamels admitted that he just enjoyed himself a little bit too much that following off season, Ew. and that's why he struggled. Masturbated a, little bit. a lot. Hey, <laughs> I don't really think that's where hey. he's going with that. No. 
No, it wasn't. Oh, I'm oh, okay. sorry. I'm sorry. Stroke man, stroke Thank man. Thank you for clarifying. Well. Stroke man, stroke man. Stroke. <laughs> <laughs> but same problem. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But no, I, I wouldn't take him. The only thing I don't like about sitting on the side of bars is everyone looks at me when I say something stupid. If I'm cra- sitting on the same side of you, get, you guys just fucking put your heads down. You don't look at me. No, no, I'm pretty sure that we grab a hold of your <laughs> grab a hold of your love muscle there. <laughs> love muscle. Uh, uh, now I'm gonna pose this question. I said something wrong about this beforehand. Now here you go. All right, let me ask you this question first. Do you think the Phillies are a playoff team? No. You don't. No. Uh, I do not. Possible they could sneak All in, right, but I'd let's be say, no, let's, more inclined to think no than yes. Right, let's, let's just say they are um, about an 85-win team. They're a fringe playoff team. They sneak in. Are you comfortable? Now, this is saying that Eichhoff comes back, and he's decent, okay? Uh, who knows when he's coming back? He should be coming back soon. So you've you're, you're got Arietta, you got Nola, you have Eichhoff. You're going to four-man rotation in the playoffs, right? Who's your next starter? Lively, Velasquez, Pavetta. Who Pavetta? Who's gotten shelled? Well, he's gotten shelled tonight. But generally speaking, through the no, year, his ERA is not that. His ERA is like five right now. He, he's struggling too. I didn't realize it was that high. But it's it's a four-man rotation, and the fourth guy pitches maybe twice. Okay. In the playoffs, so, maybe. But that's but still, I mean. I agree. You have a problem at the back of your rotation. So uh, let's just say it's the last question. Been that way with the Phillies for years. Would you would you be comfortable with the Phillies going with Velasquez, or would you go? You know what, Matt Harvey at my number four, who's a guy who has experience pitching in the major leagues, experience pitching in the major leagues in the playoffs, who has who has been to the World Series. Now, my reaction was, again, if you can't locate, you can't locate. It doesn't either, make any difference. Either I mean, Velasquez. Well, I know, but, I mean, I said the same thing to you. I mean, I'd rather go with the devil you know at that point. Like, he, at least Velasquez, you've had a front-row seat for. You kind of know his ins and outs a little bit more than Harvey's. And, again, his attitude's never been a problem. He's just wildly inconsistent. Like, no, I agree. You have the same problem either way, but I'd rather take yeah. my chances with the I hear, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm just, I just threw it out there. I thought it was an interesting uh, and intriguing no, thought. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't, I haven't watched Harvey enough or to, to really make an opinion other than, you know, what Ron's saying about him being a bad attitude guy. And the, the Mets aren't setting the world on fire, and if they're getting rid of him, obviously there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So. Again, you can't locate. You can't locate. I mean, it's just yeah. that simple. I mean, like, look at guys backwards. I mean, Jamie Moyer couldn't break a pane of glass with his fastball. Jamie but Moyer. he could land a ball on the back of a fly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just could put the baseball anywhere he wanted to. Yeah. So, I mean, location's almost more important than being able to just, you know, ratchet back and just throw gas <laughs> at the guy. Beer is good. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think it's that time for the segment, our weekly segment. Do you guys have your... I haven't even thought of one this week. All right. Well, it's your segment. It's I, your segment. I'll have to pass. You can't pass. I'll throw fucking time. Do you have one? Do. No. <laughs> so right, I'll, I'll, semen swallowing I'll, I'll start. Oh, semen no, I do. swallowing I do. cocksucker of the week. I'll go first, but I do. And this is why. Go ahead. I'll go Bellinelli. 
Oh, he's been getting run over the past two games. I mean, again, nice pickup in general and everything, but it's crunch time. You were kind of hoping that somebody with, you know, a little bit more league experience would smell a belly. I mean, God, <laughs> damn. I, mean, I remember the smell of belly. Game one, Jason Tatum flat out posterized him. Yeah. You, you know, just Bill Nelly's just standing there as he just skies right over him and just dunks on him. Yeah, I mean, he, he was so damn good in the Miami series, though, too. Well, it's of the week. <laughs> it's right. of this Get, week. Giddy up. Ebbs and flows. I don't know how he's done. I know he had a terrible first game. He, I, look, I know how he didn't. I'll tell you what. The first when he makes the, the, the when he's running and he makes these off balance jumpers, I'm like, all right, cool. When he is rushing and he's not when he's rushing, but when he's rushing, oh, I mean that's accurate. and he makes his, misses these fucking shots. It's, it's like, looking. why the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? So kind of like every time that I see Covington take a three. Oh, what do you owe? Oh, all right. He made that one. Yeah. Never mind. All right. <laughs> wow. I, I, Mike, you have one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to hold off. Seeming swallowing cocksucker of the week. week. All right, I got why. Mine is Donovan Mitchell this week. Donovan Mitchell can't fucking stop. All right, so uh, for those who may not be as familiar, um, you know, the Rookie of the Year award is up for grabs, and it's basically between Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell, and the playoffs aren't included in this. Okay, it's regular season. And um thankfully for Ben Simmons. For a guy that, you know, like Ben Simmons who averaged almost a triple double and you know, basically in, in most of the season, especially through the month of March and April and you know, the guy's been phenomenal all season. Donovan Mitchell had had a good year, but he also had a better support in case around him. Okay, let's let's be honest. You know, Utah was a playoff team last year without him. The Sixers were a fucking twenty eight win team last year. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons says transforming this. Uh, I, you know, I don't have to make this whole fucking argument. We, we know, we know what Ben Simmons is. But Utah. Donovan Mitchell comes out with this fucking shirt weeks ago. Oh, rookie. Wearing rookie <laughs> noun player who plays in his first NBA season. Whatever. Okay. And then um, Ricky Rubio from the Utah Jazz wears the same shirt, which is fucking ironic. Being at Ricky Rubio didn't play his first NBA game for two fucking years. Rubio after he was drafted, which is funny. Yeah, well, shouldn't right. Ricky Rubio be your Seaman Swallowing Cocksucker of the Week? No. So Donovan <laughs> Mitchell, after the Sixers lost to the Celtics after Game One, Donovan Mitchell tweets out the crying emoji, boom, 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 Fuck and then him. basically saying because the Sixers because the way it was timed, and then when people were commenting, he's. Pretty much alluded to the fact that it's because the Sixers lost and Ben Simmons lost in Game One against the Celtics. Fuck him, man. I'm sorry. Wait a second. What's wh- how are they doing? The Utah Jizz. I mean, I know it's. I think it's tied at one. They're yeah. tied at one. But I mean, at the time when he did it, they were down at one in their series. Might right? have been at one. I, I don't know. But still, so he has the time. You know, he he's that fucking petty to do shit like that, dude. Man up. You know what? Fuck you. Even if you were a better player than Ben Simmons, I'm not giving it to you just for being a fucking pussy. I gotta admit, I kind of like the trash talk. Fucking right, no pussy. What's that? I gotta admit, at some level, I kind of like the trash talk. Yeah, if it was in Well, no, I have no problem with the trash talk, but don't be a pussy about it. Like when 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 you're wearing a you know rookie now. Well, guess what? Those are the fucking rules. 
And as long as those are the rules, guess what? Guess who's winning the rookie of the year? Ben Simmons is. So stick your fucking dick in your own ass. <laughs> Maybe it's just because in this particular case, I do think that they need to find a different way to approach this. I mean, redshirting a player, you know, and again, I know we've said that, you Trust know, the process, man. The way the yeah. NBA set trust up. Trust the process. Ron loves to trust the process. They do need these. They do need somewhere to stash a prospect if they're not going to be able to play him on a roster. I just think it makes sense. So knowing it's kind of a broken system in the first place. Right. Simmons is going Maybe to get I don't it really this have year. any problem. Kind of and Fultz is going to get it next year. No, well, Fultz, Fultz can't. Game. He played this yeah, year. he played this year. Ah. If you play a game, you can't get it. One game? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not like baseball. You have to play, like, what? There's a certain amount of service. So time. many uh, yeah. at-bats, like 100 oh, yeah, at-bats. Yeah. Like if you're which, called up after a certain time of year, it doesn't count against your service right. clock or which some is part shit like of, that. Which is one thing where which is different Mitchell service does, have, does have an argument. It seemed that at the end of the year last year, that Simmons, Simmons came back? could have came back and played. He decided to opt out, so he had the opportunity to win rookie of the year. But he didn't, so it doesn't matter. As like, close as agent said, nah, 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 fuck that. Well, whatever the, re- money. Whatever yeah, the reason right. was, it, it doesn't matter what the reason was. It, 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 it's it's null and void. It doesn't matter. The fact is, he's I know, a, it's the NBA's fault. He's a I mean, rookie. He's a like rookie, it. you know, so it doesn't matter. He's well, playing Donovan Mitchell may be losing a million dollars or something because he's not winning rookie oh, of the year. Too. Fuck him. So it is what it is. That's and, my and the only reason he's not doing it is because a guy that was ready to play didn't. didn't. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? All right, Mike, your turn. Seeming swallowing cocksucker of the week. That's great. And this is why. So mine is Ron. Oh, shit. Oh, it's true. Oh, I got to hear this. So, Ron, um, <laughs> last, this week, last week we uh, we go out. Right, and we we did a draft. Does it make me a Stephen Swalling? I don't know. I gotta hear it. I gotta hear it. Give it a minute. So we we go out and then we hang out and then you know you and I are the only ones that go over to uh, Paddywhack. Uh oh. Right. I don't know this. Right. Knack Paddywhack, give a dog a bone. So you know we hang out. You know, you end up hanging out for a little bit longer than I do, and I I split. Oh, I know whatever. (laughs) So what you do, Ron? So anyway, (laughs) I get up the next morning, go to work. I'm hurting. I pick up my phone, text Ron. I'm like, man, today sucks. Working, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Not 10 minutes later, do I get a phone call from some lady? Hey, um, did you just, you know, try to get in hold of somebody? I have a phone. It's, you know, sitting on a curb in South Philly. <laughs> and I'm like, Huh. The fuck are you doing in South Philly? <laughs> I was at a restaurant event the night before, and they have like, an outdoor dining So you area. lost your phone the night before? Yeah. So can, it wasn't that night. Can I finish? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I you guys are interrupting. <laughs> so I'm saying, no, it wasn't that night. It was the night before. Right. So, so anyway. We really like the big bad wolf of the brick house. Blowing and blowing. <laughs> Fucking. Somebody stole my phone. I don't know how that makes me a semen swallowing cocksucker of the week. <laughs> <laughs> they steal your phone, you lose it. I want to hear the end of it. It was on the table. All right. Oh, I'm, I'm trying, Gary. I'm here to end. Come on, what are you, Peter North? Finish this. <laughs> How the fuck can I finish it? You guys won't shut the fuck up! Ron stuck his dick in some dirty pussy and left forgot his phone. Ah! <laughs> so anyway, Was her name Molly? Ah! So anyway, I, you know, I finally call. I call the phone. I call Ron's phone, and it's the lady pick up. I'm like, oh, shit. It is Ron's phone. Now, that's weird, though, because I don't know how she would have been able to pick up. I mean, the phone should have been locked. I had it in, like, lost mode or whatever. 
Yeah, I don't know. She was able to answer the phone. Yeah, like I said, that's weird. It's she, she didn't call from your phone. <laughs> she called from some other number. So that's when I called back on the, the other number because obviously the, the text came through. So here's, here's what makes Ron the seeming swallowing cocksucker Seeming of the week. swallowing cocksucker. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm at Paddy Wax with, with, with Ron, right? And I leave. Ron's house is in the total opposite direction of, uh, of, the, uh, of South Philly. Sometimes I'll start a sentence. And I don't even so, know where it's going. I'm like, I just hope I find it along the way. Is Ron dead? Is he lying in a ditch somewhere? Like, <laughs> I, got my, I got my whole, like, the whole section of my work checking the, like, you know, newspaper clippings and shit. Like, what the fuck happened to Ron? I think that might have been a slight overreaction. He's out back naked. So, I, I, I messaged. <laughs> not for nothing. I, I messaged Ron. Oh, man. And then, you know, I'm like, Sean, I can't yeah, message I- Ron. Like, I'm like, like. Ron could be dead. Right. And, you know, I'm like, oh, well, maybe he just took an Uber and, and the Uber was left. All right, so obviously I'm joking. I'm tongue-in-cheek about it. I wasn't like – I just thought it was funny that, like, for half the yeah, day – Yeah, we I thought was it was like, funny you might be dead. That was that funny. I, what if that makes dead. me the semen swallowing cocksucker of the week. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Sullivan. You've been now, drinking. Like I said, I was at a restaurant event the night before. Yeah, but I, I have an outdoor seating area. And what happened was, I, this is my oh fault. My God, I, mean, I, don't care. I got to talking to a couple of other people and everything and was, you know, just mingling or whatever. And I wasn't paying attention. I left my phone on the oh, table. Jesus. Dude, you and have somebody t- walked my phone. You have a fucking tendency to do that. Ron, yeah, but I mean, like, at the same time, like, like, it never came You up. lose your keys, you lose your phone. This isn't the first time you've lost. How many times have you lost your phone? It gets on penders, Sean. Then you learn your lesson when that guy wanted to That's take all? you home, Ron. Okay. Well, oh, no, yeah. I mean. That was see? Story. See? This That's is what I'm actually, talking about. This that would be one happen. that made me the Stephen Swallow cockstroke of the week. That one would be more appropriate than this one. Well, that could have. That guy could have came this, back. Like you were I said, right this about one, the guy stole it from me. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but then again, like, at the time. But what I'm saying is, like, like at at no point on Thursday did you mention anything about losing your phone. So well, it just ended I, up in a total opposite direction of where the hell you were supposed to be going. Well, I mean, I had the whole insurance You're policy cut. Well, I mean, whatever. Ron, <laughs> Ron don't want. But no, say. I mean, like I'm. I, I told a couple, like, because I'm at work and as I'm taking phone calls, I'm like, my buddy's phone's in South Philly. He's living. There. They're like, oh my god, what's wrong? Like, is he okay? I'm like. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking so. Ron I'm not really sure, and there's really no way to get a hold of him because usually I call his phone. Ron woke up ah, the I next got... morning and looked beside him and said, fuck, I had too much to drink. So he hurried up out of there and forgot his phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Knee deep in some nasty pussy. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think. Did I lose it? Oh, good I for I you. Oh, twice, because I left it at Naked. On one of our remotes or whatever, it took me a while to circle back. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. That was the other time. Yeah, because I... But that's I, it. I, like, I hadn't been there, and then when I went there, I forgot to get it for you. <laughs> Three times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's give a quick shout-out. We have a nice, beautiful wooden plaque behind our bar here at this show. And it's from RAS Woodworking. Check them out on Facebook at RAS Woodworking. Ran by Ron's friend. Close personal friend, Rod's, Rob Spear. He won't hold that against him. Does a fantastic <laughs> job for us, even though he's a Cowboys fan. So that's, what you want to do? Too. So what you want to stained do, with the tears of a Cowboys fan? What you want to do is keep ordering Super Bowl Fifty Two <laughs> champion plaques from him, and he 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 even tweeted at us. <laughs> this kills me. 
as he's funny. as he's creating more and more of these plaques. He does a great job. They are really really nice. If you have if you've seen our Periscope or or our Facebook Live videos, you you've seen the plaque. If not, you know Instagram. If not, you know just let us know if you want to check it out. Check out his work. We'll, we'll be more than glad to send it to you. But uh, the fantastic job. So check him out. Yeah, hit him up on yeah. Facebook. Stitcher. Speaking of nasty pussy, Stitcher uh, satchel. Speaking of nasty pussy, uh, being you know elbow deep or knee deep, and check out fresher dot com. They have uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing that tonight. Um, <laughs> we got up. That poor bastards. We pick on him every week. Yeah. Oh well, that's why we can't get advertisers. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's our fault. I told you, medium rare, you fucking animal. <laughs> now I got to call freshly dot com. So we are going there. <laughs> How many times I got to I love you? my guy. I, I love my little dude. Let's get some, some football talk. We got some NFL draft talk. Since the last time we've been on the air, Eagles made a few picks. And uh, Eagles traded back. Um, so our last show was last Thursday. The of no one. Yeah, well, we, we let's even that coming. go back a little bit. What did you think about the top of the draft? I mean, any surprises, anything, you know, strike you as being... Yeah, the first pick. Yeah, a little bit. Surprise? You I didn't think they were going to go quarterback? Allen. I thought it could have been Josh Allen. I'm surprised they went with um, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, I would have went Josh Allen and then Darnold, even though USC quarterbacks can't ever seem yeah, to... Yeah, they just don't seem to work out. Yeah. <laughs> but... University of Southern California. The fuck. But anyway, anyway, yeah. If it was so me, if I was the Browns, I would have gone Barkley first and then yeah, circled I mean, back to a quarterback on that second. And we talked about this a little bit last him. week, but the thing is, is that like obviously they like Baker Mayfield a lot better than the other guys. That's why they did it. Like yeah. they, they I clearly hear had him had a shoulder. You want to go ball. for the guy you like? Yeah. Did you hear the reports that apparently the <laughs> Patriots had a deal in place <laughs> to trade up to two to get Baker Mayfield if the Browns passed on him? I heard that. I heard a couple different things, but. I don't believe Man, it. Man, that's a hell of a jump up the draft board. I mean, I'm, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I thought that kind of smelled like bullshit, too. Now, a friend of the show, Chris Pavone, I mean, I was kind of bouncing back and forth. Oh, it was his birthday the other day, too. The other uh, day. Happy so, birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Chris. Kalen Croft. So, uh, I was saying to him, like, what did you think of the draft? I mean, turned out the way you wanted it to. And he kind of said the same thing that I did, that, you know, he probably would have gone Barkley first. But he's like, look, after watching him try to get cute and try to right, get... exactly. He's like, if that was their guy, go get your guy. Like, yeah. he, you know, screw, he's like, I'm perfectly happy. It's new management. Now, what you know, I am... Playing it conservative, just going the safe route. He's like, I'm fine with that. What I'm, what I'm surprised with was the Browns' second pick. Bradley Chubb's sitting there. They pass on him. Right. Yeah, yeah. For the, what, the... Corner? Yeah, they took the corner. I, I I disagree. I think you go Bradley Chubb there. You have a chance to shore up that defensive line with Miles Garrett and Chubb. Yeah. That's a that's a nightmare for Joe Flacco, Roethlisberger, and Dalton. That's a, that's a hell of absolute line. nightmare. Uh and they didn't do it. And uh, I think they missed out there. But you know you know what? They they traded you know, they lost Joe Hayden last year. But the year their draft has been better this year than it's been in years and years. Well, you're well, as of open. now, yeah. as of now, yeah. I mean, but that was one of the things that Chris had said. He, you know, as a Browns fan, look if if these were the players that you earmarked as being your guys, fine. You know what I mean? Like, let's just get enough guys that just work out for once, as opposed to trying to get too creative and having it blow up in your face, and then you know, 
the organization is to set back for another five years. And it, it, like, look, well, if, look if Baker Mayfield past. is going to be your quarterback, right. go get him. They passed up on Carson once. They passed up on on, the, on uh, the Deshaun Watson, Watson twice. So this year, you know, we got to get our quarterback. Yeah, and everyone knew they were going to get a quarterback. It's just that they went they Mayfield. They already went down this road with Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. To me, Mayfield might be a little bit better than Manziel. He might last an extra. Year. So many off the field problems too, though. Mayfield's, well, Mayfield's got, got mental issues too, man. May, there's something about Mayfield that I just don't like, and it, and and the fact well, I looked at it like this: out of the I four quarterbacks between know. like Allen and Mayfield and Darnold, I mean, so you don't I think looked he's at them all. One worthy. I would want Sam Darnold. Myself, I had them all sort of about the same. Like I didn't really have any one of them really too much head or shoulders above the other guys. I mean, who are we? Somebody right? stood it. Yeah. But, Bunch I mean, you drums. can usually tell. I yeah. mean, like, in a, when a draft comes up, you can usually point to one or two guys, even if you're wrong. You know what I mean? You can usually point to one or two guys and say, okay, right. these are at least the guys that you know are going to be tabbed as, you know, the the real, like, valued prospects coming out. Right. Whether or not they make it, totally different story, but you at least know that they're going to be the ones that are in demand. This year, I just think they're all kind of about the same, and you would have had one of them at four. Right. So I would have gone Saquon Barkley or something now again, else. I'm an unabashed Barkley fanatic. I mean, I absolutely love the kid. And it went to the Giants. Yeah. Uh, damn it, that stung. Yeah, the NFC East has got a hell of a running back core. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. You got Elliott, and then you got Barkley. The Eagles might be the weakest team at running back. You know, think about it. Maybe a Jai might have two years tops he on him. He won't be here after this season. His knees smell like burnt rubber. You know what I, I mean? Know. He seemed like he held up okay last year, though. But do you see him when he's running? How awkward it looks? He's bow-legged. Here's the swimming with yeah. bow-legged women. I mean, he can, <laughs> but, you know, just going off what happened when he was here, I mean, he played well. <laughs> On that note, Mike's taking a dump. <laughs> I got to go relief myself. <laughs> um. So, the other picks, I mean... Well, Saquon Barkley. Let's talk about that real, real quick. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, Barkley goes to the. To? Yeah, we do. Barkley goes to the Giants. Fuck, man. This hurts. Yeah. It hurts a little now bit. You see, this is sort of related. To it it's like it's like the though. first time I had sex with my dad. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts right here. Um, you know, it hurts a little bit. More but, pork sausages, mom. But you're gonna get through it. You're gonna get through it, and the tears will roll, and you'll be okay. And you know, you just look in the rearview mirror and go, "We're Super Bowl champs." Sir. No, but seriously, um, after the dad rape thing, uh, Barkley now being a running back for the Giants behind Eli Manning, who's 38 fucking years old, and a line who's beat up. But we also screwed the Giants out of a quarterback by trading with Baltimore at the end of the draft. But wait a minute. Because you know with Lamar sitting out there, man, the Giants were salivating at the idea of maybe him dropping to him in the second round. Saquon Barkley's going to take a lot yeah. of that negative pressure off that offense. A lot of it. They need an offensive. They need offensive line I, I help agree. so bad, though. They, well, did. they got one in the second round, right? They did, yeah. So they traded for one, too. The other thing that comes up is that you get that fifth-year option with the first-round pick. And for a quarterback, that's huge. No, it is. That's, that's, so that's, that's why, a big deal. That's why the – Now, again, though, I mean, they, they drafted a quarterback, you know – 
Davis Webb or whatever fuck his name is. Last year, yeah. Last year, and, and you know, they, they drafted him not just for the sake of fucking drafting him. They drafted him because, hey, maybe this guy can be something. Where did he go? He was a mid-round. He was like fourth, he? fourth round, I Who? think. Webb? Yeah, so yeah, I mean, well, third I, round, I thought. I third, so still, third or fourth round, either way, yeah. still, it's not like he was a seventh-round pick. Well, speaking of fifth-year option, the Eagles picked up Nelson Aguilar's fifth-year option. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. Good move. Uh, very good move. I actually talked to Ed Kratz about it earlier this week. I said, what do you think about the move? He goes, I have no problem with this. Why I said, it's, it's funny because before the season, we're looking at it going, no hey, this is the end of him yeah. after this year. You know, this is where we all get to kind of pat each other on the back, though, because we were like one of the only little sliver of minority that were saying like, I, oh, I, I said from that he bounces back this year. Hey, guess who bought an Aguilar jersey when he wore number 17? <laughs> this guy right here. This and I wore, right I wore a fucking proud the meme of him with the cinder block hands. Uh, this guy right here. <laughs> two years ago. I did. Man. That was a good one, too. That was, was, good that one. was a good one. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, it's fucking two cinder blocks attached to his hands. <laughs> now, he, he turned it around, man. <laughs> well played, by the way. <laughs> for position. Play- take one, you got to take the other. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what she said. Uh, and uh, that's a... Dave Woods' daughter said, "Fuck me, and, fuck um, you." <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, but seriously, it's it's uh, it was nice. I mean, it's um, it's it's good because he he ended up panning out, and, and he he found a position that he liked, just like she said, and uh, it, it's working out. I mean, playing the slot, <laughs> just like we all said, is a good thing. So <laughs> I'm done. And the slot. No. Uh, <laughs> this fucking silence, you yeah, cocks. Nothing to say about Aguilar, really. Nothing. No. no. In I, general, I said, I said it was a good pickup. That's it. That's all you got to add. I was like, rooting for the guy. I'm happy. Really good him. pickup. Like happy that he's on the team. He had a great year. Have some fucking insight, you cock. Hey, you know, you know, since he moved to the slot, you know, it, it really propelled his game. Or since they got Jeffrey, you know, it seemed to open things up in the middle for him. Or Earth's really. Pi- no, there's none of that. It's <laughs> it was a good pickup, guys. Thank you. <laughs> he just seemed to approach the year with a lot more confidence. I'm just happy for him. It was a nice little Couldn't happen, story couldn't happen to a nicer back. guy. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's even better. All right, let's go. Fox. He's like pulling teeth. He's like pulling it out of us. Come on! Jesus Christ. Yeah, nice. Uh, all right, so here are the draft picks for the Eagles. Oh, how about David Akers, too? Introduce. Yeah, it did. Oh, how classic fuck. is that? <laughs> if you haven't heard it, give me a second. But here, here are the picks. This is not, not quite. Here are the Jason, picks for the Eagles, right? Not quite Jason Kelsey, but very good. <laughs> Dallas, uh, Dallas Goddard. So, Dallas. They you know, this up. I thought was an interesting pick, too, though, because, I mean, when you draft a tight end that's that high up in the on your draft board. They got to believe pretty highly that he's going to be a pretty but nice player. But the way player. they got him, they the jumped over to, Dallas to get him. Yeah, they yeah. jumped over, they jumped ahead of Dallas to get a guy named Dallas, named after Dallas in Dallas. The Five day that Jason, Jason went retires. retires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they managed to fuck over everybody. You fucked the Giants out of the quarterback that yes. was going to float down to him. Yeah. You fucked Dallas out of the replacement tight end for Witten. And the other team, apparently, if it wasn't Dallas, was New England that would have taken them ahead of them. Yeah. So, 
Either way. Yeah, they got to be wondering about Gronk at this point. What yeah, so did the Eagles do? They fucked. Avante you, Maddox was at uh, 125, cornerback out of Pittsburgh. I don't know that much about him, but I mean, yeah, he's that was, to be a pretty that nice was the one that we he's, were thinking about gonna, getting the. Uh, he's going to be a slot. Bruce he's going to be a Bryce, slot corner. Juicy? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. going to be a slot corner there. Yeah. Uh, Josh Sweat, defensive end at a Florida I think State. He's the best so, pick out of them all. Josh Sweat. Yes. You know so, what that means? You know what that means? Your defensive line is going to be long cock sweat. Yep. Giddy up. <laughs> oh my God, that's true. Long cock sweat. <laughs> so the little ones. Now, if they could just convert Johnson to. Yeah, yeah. Right. long cock sweat Johnson. <laughs> it's like a porn star name. Have you seen any of your highlights on that sweat kid? <laughs> <laughs> is that what Sandusky said? <laughs> and Jesus Christ. In the sixth round at 206. No, they, they, they had a fourth, they had two, two fourth rounders. They had 130. As well. By the way, yeah, that one was sweat. That was the defensive end. No, they were one twenty-five oh, and one thirty. Yeah, Vontae Maddox was one twenty-five. Vontae Maddox, Vontae Maddox or Sweat, one of those two picks. <laughs> the guy that Teron Davenport had, or that the Eagles had, the Eagles taken at the second round. Cox Sweat Long tackle for Oregon was still sitting there in the fourth round for him, and they didn't take him. Taylor well, or something, uh, and like he was on like McShay's like you know top two picks or something for like. For like two rounds. Matt Pryor at 206 in the sixth round is an offensive tackle at a TCU. They drafted two tackles in a row, right? Uh, no. They oh, didn't? wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And then, which is uh, good. Which is good because they, need, they, they needed to develop the, the, the depth. And then the real interesting line. one that never played a down in football in his life. But played rugby. Jordan Melita. That guy's a fucking animal. Now, here's the thing. He is a big He's fucking a fucking dude. Animal. I'm going to tell you right now. You bring him in as a fullback in the I formation. You just named five players that the Eagles drafted, right? Mm-hmm. What about four the guys that weren't drafted? Four out of those five are going to make the NFL Eagles roster. Yes. Yeah, probably. The only one that won't is the last pick, and he'll make the practice squad. Okay, I don't think he'll make Even that. I mean, that's a stone flyer. I mean, you're literally just experimenting at that point. Like, yeah, hey, for the seventh round, why would he not? Like, enormous. Yeah. But, yeah, but if he don't make it. Who cares? You're going to put exactly. him on the practice squad, and, and if, if there's injuries to running backs or whatever, you bring him up, short yard situation, whatever. The motherfucker can run over anybody. Fullback. Um, yeah, I mean, again, why not? Power yeah. It's a rugby thing, but, I mean, Jesus, if you look at his highlights, I mean, he's the monster, dude. Steamrolling right over people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the one that you sent me, Sean, I mean, God almighty, he must he's have like been Sean's dragging like four people behind him. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like what David Akers did to the Dallas fans in Texas during the NFL draft. Go right now. We got a kicker with a pick. The Indianapolis Colts have traded the 49th pick to the Philadelphia Eagles. He never gets old. The Philadelphia Eagles selection. Please welcome from the University of Louisville, kicker David Akers. <laughs> What's up, Dallas? <laughs> Kickers trolling the Cowboys. Oh, oh, kickers trolling the Cowboys. I like standing up here before you as an undrafted free agent representing that shield for 15 years. Tonight, I'm representing the Philadelphia Eagles, NFC East champs, divisional champs, NFC champs, and world champs. Hey, Dallas, the last time 
The code great. connection. How great was that? It was awesome. really funny. Awesome, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> as soon as he got on the mic, what's up, Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, oh, I'm waiting for David Aker's balls to drop. I'm like, you know his balls did drop? When they beat you a couple fucking times kicking game-winning field goals, you cocksuckers. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, kicker. Oh, he's not like, the dude was a black belt, and he was the only one that stood up and made so many tackles, so many, like, touchdown-saving tackles and kickoffs. Yeah, Granted, yeah. Uh, shy away from when I was much. listening, I'm like, all right, his voice sucks, but it does suck. Yeah, it, it does suck. Oh, but the kicker's trolling the Cowboys fans. Yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> but he made a nice. He he fucking did it. The last time these guys were here, you guys were even born. He did a nice job. Now yeah. Akers did a great I job. It was funny. Did yeah, a fantastic awesome. job. And then so so that was the NFL Network that we heard there, and they were like, oh, that was great. ESPN's like. Right away, uh, uh, Drew Peterson. Drew Peterson did it better. He did it better. I'm like, did he really? Because guess what? The Cowboys weren't world champs, and that's the best fucking part of about Fuck it all. Is that Acres just jammed it right in her fucking mouth like a hooker, like yeah, a male like, hooker. Sure, Frank <laughs> wet spot. Yeah, fine. you can find it eventually. Belly button, ear hole, whatever. Something's wet. So and uh, somewhere to stick it. Yeah. So pretty awesome. I I, I love the pick of Godert Goddard. Um, I think that's that's awesome. The fact that you now found a replacement for Trey Burton, who might even be better than the Trey Burton. The one thing that's a little strange though is, I mean, just reading up a little bit on Goddard after the fact, it seems like his game really resembles Zach Ertz though. Which I mean, is you could, you could do a one-two, yeah, tight end combo. Think about. I just thought it was strange because we are the both new Burton and Selick. Like, they, oh, well, Selick learned, but I mean, they were really good at picking up a block. They were really good at picking up a blitz. They were really good at kind of lowering the shoulder. And this guy's a lot bigger than fucking Zachary. It's kind of it's. It reminds me of the New England Patriots when they had Gronk and Hernandez, Hernandez. Time, minus yeah. the murder. <laughs> you know, um, what's a little murder between love and friends? You know, besides that and the hanging. And like this, I said, I mean, they must believe stinky. in him to take a tight end that high when that wasn't really a position I would say was hey. something that was... As long, he wasn't as long such as, a tight end in prison. As long as our tight end isn't left hanging. <laughs> See, I went there earlier, but oh, it, it didn't... Oh, boy. I wonder if Aaron Hernandez likes soap on a rope. <laughs> Isn't he dead? Yeah, he's dead. He hung himself. Oh, yeah. If not, they made a mistake when he buried him. <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking chip bag. <laughs> Murdering prick. <laughs> he's where he belongs. He is. He might have been a serial killer. Oh, fuck him. Yeah, he's like the fucking... This, he this literally f- might have been a serial no, killer. No, he might have been. <laughs> like, he, he, he may have he, killed two people. Uh, he's a worm food now. Yeah. Uh, did you guys watch the draft when the... Uh, the uh, when the, the Pittsburgh Steelers made their pick? No, I didn't catch that. Ryan Shazier came out to make the pick. 
which is pretty awesome. Ryan Shazier was knocked out of a game earlier this year. He's basically paralyzed from you know the neck down. He's got Superman playing in the background. <laughs> is there some sort of I'm just saying that Ryan Shazier and Christopher Reeve were both in wheelchairs for a while. All right, that's, that's all I'm trying to say. Ryan Shazier, Christopher Reeve on a strip tour. <laughs> Dude, that's... <laughs> How's your beer, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck. We're just going to let that one go. <laughs> what I will say about the Steelers... How much for a lap dance? If you didn't see it... Uh... <laughs> no, the, no what, I'm not going to say it. What I will say about the Steelers is... Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I seen a mock draft that had the, um, I think it was actually Davenport's, that the um, had the Eagles trading back with uh, Buffalo. I could have seen that, yeah. And Buffalo, Lamar Jackson went like in the middle of the first round, and the next quarterback off the board was Buffalo took the guy that uh, Pittsburgh ended up picking like the fourth round. So they straight stole. What could be Ben Roethlisberger's replacement in the fourth round? There was a huge um, discussion about that. It's about him being taken up. Uh, uh, fuck yeah, I, I agree, man. I I don't remember thinking their draft grades was really it Matt, that high. Something like, or other. Or yeah, Matt, you, you're right. Back. Matt, not Matt. Towin, something. I, I don't know. Yeah, and uh, but you're you're right on the right track, Mike. Uh, and they were like, "Wow, this is the first quarterback taking this early since Roethlisberger has been drafted," because they're thinking. This could at this potentially point you have to. I mean, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Big to. Ben's like, "I'm playing forever, five years." Like yeah, all of a sudden, sure like he went from yeah. like, uh, Af- "I'm not sure if I'm gonna." You know why? After yeah. fucking Haley, after Todd Haley left, that's why. Right. He hated fucking Todd Haley. Yeah. Everybody hates Todd Haley. Right. I, I don't know what the fuck that guy does, but Christ Almighty, he seems to wear out his welcome as fast as shit everywhere he goes. And yet he finds jobs. Yeah, I, I guess don't. he's good at it, but I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's got. I mean, Two Jeez, years max he must left. Be a hateable motherfucker. I agree. I actually thought that Two Roethl- years. after Roethlisberger threw an interception in Jacksonville in the playoff game, I was like, "That's his last pass in the NFL." Nah, I thought that yeah, he, that was going to be. He texted me. I, I thought that was yeah. it for him, and he's saying he's coming. Well, then after that, Todd Haley said, "Yeah, I'm out," and I was like, "Uh, maybe." Not. He's got one yeah, good year not. left in him, Sean. Yeah. Real good, I mean. Yeah. You know how else had a good year left in him? Yeah, he had one one good year left. He's also yeah. dead, isn't he? Yeah, he's dead. he's dead too. Um, <laughs> big news! Big news! Wonder if his wheelchair is for sale. Yeah, but his doesn't talk like. Uh... You're looking for Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Stephen Hawking. There you go. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just looking at Gary fucking dying over there. Ron's like, all right. Chris Reeves doesn't doing. talk. Chris Reeves flies though. His flies to Krypton. Six minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> now you're gonna shut the clock. That would be a perfect fucking time to play that clip. I never did it yet. Um, <laughs> so uh, the Eagles signed Darren Sproles to another year, and uh, 
What do you guys feel about it? Because there, I've heard mixed feelings about this. I'm kind of surprised. What I'm all about it. Did what, you hear the deal? It's nothing. It's, it's really nothing. Have them to not have them. Why not? Right? Yeah. Why yeah. not? Even if you True just bring it back as a punt returner and kick yeah. and punt yeah, I mean, returner, why not? Yeah. Well, again, as long as it's not like a big money deal where it's he, not you know, a, they, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah, fuck it. Why not? Like, why wouldn't you want him? If you can get him at a number that works for the team and it's not going to hamstring you from going out and doing anything else, great. Then, yeah, and and Sproles is just doing it because he just didn't want to go out the way that he went out. He's a constant no. professional anyway. Yeah, bring him back. So did you hear the story about? There was a reason. His, something to do with his daughter is the reason he wants to come back. Isn't that isn't that the case? I mean, even if it, I don't even know. outside of that though, you don't want your career to end like that. Well, who, yeah, right. Who would no. want that? Well, he said going in last year, I'm done after this year. Yes, he did. Yeah, and then he got he blown. Dude, he broke his arm and tore his tore his uh, MCL and ACL on a cheap hit. The same fucking point. on a cheap hit. Yeah, it was. That was fairly early in the season too, wasn't first it? First game. Was it the first game? Yes, very first game. Jesus, nah, I was against I didn't think that. Was, like that I mean, against Car- uh, Carolina. Yeah. Carolina, same game we lost Jordan Hicks. They gave him a cheap shot. Game six. Something I, like that. Here, check no, the football. No, I was earlier than that. Let's check the football. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was game three against uh I mean, I remember it was. Washington. I didn't think it was game one, but the I do Washington remember it was, was the one that did it. Because I remember thinking to myself, damn, man, that sucks. It was against, it was against Carolina. So no, it wasn't. How, where, yes, it, was. it was earlier time? than that. One, it would have been four, two, five. Three, four, five, six. Game six against Gosh. Carolina. If it was against the Washington, it was game seven. So either way. First third of the season. Yeah. yeah well. Good thing I got this nifty fifty football <laughs> We could look at the scores no, of the Super you Bowl know what? season. I think I must be thinking of Darby that went down the first game. Darby went yeah. down yeah, he went down the first game. Like a ton of fucking bricks. Jesus Christ. I mean his ankle bent completely yeah. the wrong way. Wait, he went down? Sorry I'm late. I'm late to the party. Just said a cheap prom date. Always. Uh, I yeah, couldn't I believe he came back from what the that. fuck. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And he played all right. Um, so good for him. Uh, we talked about Aguilar. Josh Adams. So the, the there Eagle, we go, finally. Eagles sign Notre Dame running back Josh Adams. Oh, big Notre Dame? Big oh, boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. Oh, he makes the team. Yes, he does. He makes the team. Who does he beat out? Well, it's Notre Dame. Smallwood. Smallwood, Pumphrey. Ain't that hard. Both of them, right? Yeah. Both. Yeah. I agree. I think he I think he makes the team easily. Yeah, I mean Pumphrey's spot on the roster is Unless like almost non existent in the first this place. This guy is Smallwood's fucking he's fucking huge right behind him. That's and he's fast. Said. That's what she said. Unless Pumphrey just completely shits the bed. Or I mean Jesus Christ, lights the world he on fire and to, he yeah, shits I was the just bed. Say, he That's would what I literally have yeah. to tear camp apart right. to keep his spot on the roster. I mean he's as good as gone. There's just no way. Like, I just can't see them keeping him almost under any circumstance. I just don't think there's spot on the – I just don't think there's space for him. No. He, he's he too, would have he's too to small. Well, coming in here, he was, he was like the modern-day Darren Sproles. He, but he's a lot know. smaller. Yeah. A lot smaller. Yeah. He I mean, couldn't take a hit either, I mean, Sean. It's the no. same thing. Could I mean, not he take didn't a have a very, you know, solid hot on, uh, hold of his spot on the roster in the first place anyway. So – Humphrey's the easy out, but yeah, Wendell Small was right behind him. Here's the difference between him and Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles might be short, but Darren Sproles is stocky. And yeah. Darren Sproles ended the league 12 years ago. Darren, these oh. players are much bigger than they were 12 years ago. You know, these fucking guys are fucking Sproles, monsters. Sproles, if you think about it, too, he did kind of reinvent himself a little bit as sort of a special teams player on top of, you know, 
I mean, when he was with San Diego, I know he was a little bit more of a running back, but when he moved over to... A whale's vagina. <laughs> San Diego. San Diego. But when he moved over to uh, NOLA, I mean, at that point, that's kind of when he transitioned, because they have Reggie Bush, I mean, so he moved a little bit further into, you know, being a little bit Third more of a special back, teams yeah. player. Yeah, yeah, he made a really nice career out of... He's a yardage specialist. Yeah, he's a specialist. All right. Um, all right, two more things. Did we talked about Matt Ryan. No, no. Oh, we didn't. All right, so we got three more things. All right, whatever. Uh, Marcus Wheaton is signed as an Eagle. Um, okay. you know, he a depth guy. He may make it. Uh, Can't body that. You know what that means? Somebody you're bringing me. in for competition. You know what that means? Shelton Gibson. Right. They don't think high of him. I I, I think Shelton Gibson might be on the out, and and if Marcus Wheaton can. Show that he can still run a route. Shelton Gibson might be gone, or you know, he might be out. Mm-hmm. I don't really much to say about that, but here, this Again, one's competition. It's just you know, somebody to bring in, push the other players, see what happens. This is a little more concerning. Uh, news came out today that Tim Jurgen Jernigan um, had surgery, oh, significant time, game, right? and he's going to miss significant time five to wow. six months. Yeah, oh, five to six months. Yep, yep, not good. Not what good. does that put him back at? So what was the surgery? We're at May, from? right? And September is that nine. So that's about four months. So yeah, he's he's going to miss some time. Is that why he struggled at the end of the year? Yes. Herni- what was it? Herniated disc. Herniated two of them. Herniated disc. Two of them. Yeah. Herniated dicks. So why why did he wait so long with the surgery? Herniated you know, dicks. I actually thought the same thing to myself. I thought that was really unusual. You know why? He was told he was too fucking busy holding the Barty Trophy. Oh, he was too busy. He That's wanted to hand that off to somebody else and get back on the field quicker. No, so uh, another. that uh, it, I no, agree. Honestly, doesn't that well, seem why strange? wait too long? Like, why yeah. would you wait this deep into the off season? I mean, something like that. Like, well, I, maybe I know he, they, he was probably told, some, "Look, it's this," and then he wanted to get a second opinion, and then you know, I don't know. I mean, something three like months that would later, kind of hard to misdiagnose something else, though. Don't yeah, you think? Well, you know. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can sort of understand if it's like a little bit of a muscle tear and it's the off season and they say, okay, well, it's not really something that has to have surgery. So right. why don't you just stay off of it and kind of see what happens? A hernia is not going to go, like, you need cert. Like, there's no real other avenue around it. Like, you just need it taken care of. Like, why would you wait this long? That Mike's absolutely right. That just seems really unusual. <laughs> yeah. And then the last thing, uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Five years. Oh, he got a five-year extension. Crazy money. $30 million a year. Guaranteed. Shit. Dude. All guaranteed? I think so. $100 million guaranteed. So that's three years plus like a $10 million. He's, he's making $30 million a year. Jesus. For a guy whose playoff record's atrocious. Really? We're playing. We're, we're gonna play out to this. Huh. What's wrong? It's summer '69. Fucking Brian Adams. Yeah, you're the only one that likes this one now. Fucks him out, this guy. What's wrong with him? He's Canadian. He's a douchebag. So, what is everybody that's Canadian? That's huh? fine. What was that? What is everybody that's Canadian like? I'm not your guy, buddy. I'm not, you, I'm not your buddy guy. Why you gotta play this song, eh? 
Why don't you go play this song, eh? Why not? It's right down that road. Why not, eh? Road here in Canada. Why not? Yeah, so what does that... Get that song out. Just follow down the yellow brick road. Get it out. Get it out of my head. Get it out. So what does that mean for Carson Wentz? 35 million? Does it, though? I mean, at the same time, though, I mean, Matt Ryan's got a lot more longevity in the league than Carson Wentz Do you see Carson Wentz going, nah, sign me for 20 million. It's just so we can have a better team like Tom Brady does. No. You don't think uh, so? No. Not that first not, contract. Not, not that not first, first contract. contract. Not I mean, I don't know if Tom Brady did his first contract either. Now, all right. So say Carson Wentz signs the deal, makes $33 I mean, let's put it this million a year. Here, I'll tell you what, let, right? me, let me flip it to you a different way. I mean, even if he signs for big money in the beginning, I would re- if it's me, I'd rather do that. And then at least then the, I'm in the driver's seat to kind of go back to the team and say, okay, we'll defer this a different way. But at least then... I've got the contract in my back pocket, and I'm the one in control of where my money's going, not the team. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Either way, he's going to get 30-plus million. Now, no, but, I mean, what Sean's saying is probably accurate. I mean, even if he was going to try to be, you know, a little generous and work with the team a little bit, if I'm the player, I want to be in control of that, though. I don't want right, to be okay, the yeah, yeah, yeah. of the team. You know what I mean? Now, I can see him going, yeah, I'm going to take this deal. And then two years, he restructures. That's kind of what I'm talking like about. Like Tom Brady but at least did. then, it's on the onus of the player. You right. know what I mean? Like, if I'm your agent, that's the way I'm telling you to handle it. Because uh, at least then, it's completely up to you. Howie Roseman, suck, suck my ginger dick. I want $33 million. If I'm his agent, yeah. yeah. I'm asking. I, I suck his dick. <laughs> MVP candidate? Yeah, I, gotta, I, totally, the Super Bowl? I totally suck his dick. There's no question. Not it. Not it. Nah, I'm... I'll be the last one to touch my nose. Would you swallow his children? Oh, yeah. If you want another Super Bowl. Ronnie, I mean, why, Ronnie Bobby, why, Ricky, wait, Epoch. Gary, you, you think he's going to stop after something? Like, I'm just edging him on. That's all, Mike. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I mean, he's already went over the edge. I mean, there's really nowhere. To, if Carson Wentz one of those. He's not turning back. If Carson Wentz nah, he can't turn. did what he did again. Are you checking on his balls? And then ball? played the whole time. He's taking it in the ass afterwards, too. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just he's, still, he's, he's letting him go. There's absolutely no reason to think Carson Wentz is going to come back just as Oh, wait, did we, did we go too far? With just the yeah. performance oh. he did. I'm not going to take it in my ass. I'll Carson, suck it. Carson, you're bigger than my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy. Daddy was easier. All right, guys. This has been enough for this nonsense. <laughs> On that note. Thank you so much for listening to our nonsense of a, of a show. Corner Pot Sports live on Friday nights every week. <laughs> You're on cornerpodsports.com, wildfireradio.com. Wildfire. Thank you to Naked. Yes, part of Wildfire Sports well, family. We'll, we'll stop by and see you guys again soon. Naked Brewing, Buck Road, Hunter Valley. Yeah, next week. Check them out. Yeah, absolutely. Naked Brewing. Uh, and again, check out RSA, RAS Woodworking on Facebook. Gary? Ass knack. Penis. Ass knack. Ron. Ass knack. Mike said penis. Yeah, I asked that. This should be. This should all. I said ass knack. <laughs> no more discussion. Mike said penis. Yeah. Thank you for joining us tonight. We'll see you guys next week. Ass knack.